Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It caused a problem, because I wasn't on anyone's top eight. And I was like, you bastards. (laughs) Even the people in my top eight, I didn't make any of their top eights. How did that work? Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by Baffle Gabbers Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian Whittington. Cause and effect, 100% favorite episode. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Like, talk about a ton of Star Trek. Be ready for the outtakes. <laughs> I'll stop. That's it. Done. Ladies and gents. Out uh, of my I system. Just... <laughs> but yes, imagine Jonathan and Ian talking Star Trek. And Well, you know what? You don't have to imagine. Listen to the outtakes yeah. for this episode <laughs> because it's, it's all Trek. Star Trek. Uh, Definitely so, is a good yeah. episode. That's no, that's that's a solid. It's a solid pick. Oh no! <laughs> Just pick up where we left off. <laughs> that's good. I like John Delancey in that. Did you? Yes. Hear about the time he went to that. a convention mm-hmm. um, and he said to the fans that yep. he doesn't, <laughs> like, he doesn't Star like Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird time to say that. <laughs> oh, I've been to three actually. I forgot. I saw Major Roddenberry too. Totally forgot about oh, that. Oh, that's one. awesome. So no, I've met her as well. Yes, yes couple of years before she passed. Met yeah. her with Marina Sirtis, which was cool, because that's on-screen mother and daughter. Yeah. Um, sorry, Aaron. No, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> it's valid It's going to be a while. It's valid stuff uh, that we need to talk about. Let's get into this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We kick it off 
in Commercial Sins World. Uh, you don't know this, but we just watched this live with our live audience since we're recording this a little bit earlier, uh, early and they hadn't seen it. Um, yeah, this is a Burger King commercial for a kid's meal. It's 15 seconds long and it's basically SpongeBob... Sir Mix-a-Lot, I like Big Butts uh, parody, I like Square Butts, and um, yes, this is one of the most random non-sequitur pieces of advertising mm-hmm. uh, I have ever experienced. Uh, I did write uh, this script, as will become no, evident, never, by the, the, the fact that every single sin is a pun. I'm definitely not passing judgment either way on the song, but I, I it is interesting to me that in... Uh, you know, our society now, which, you know, tends to, you know, bring up anything that they find problematic. Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back has somehow survived <laughs> has it? through all of this. Has it? <laughs> but I think also, I mean, I, I guess it's it's looked more as funny than anything. Right. Like, it's not it's not to be taken that seriously. Right. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I'm sure there are people out there that have complained. I'm just saying I, that's one I haven't personally heard. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating to me. And it's fascinating to me that that song was a hit kind of now, you know, all these years later. Yeah. Yeah. That we would have a commercial with it in 2009. Well, that is, seems a little, go ahead. These things seem weird because even in like 2009, SpongeBob is big, but that's not peak SpongeBob. Like it's been on TV for a while and then mix there, it with the mix a lot. Was that one of the movies really? or something was coming out maybe? I don't that know. Be, that might be. That makes sense. That sounds I bet there right. was a tie-in. Yeah. I bet there was a movie yeah. tie-in at the restaurant. Because if I'm remembering correctly, the... Like the kids' meal is a SpongeBob themed kids' meal. Like so, there's there's mm. you know must be something going on with that. But uh, the Sir Mix a Lot part is really the 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 part I wanted to talk about the most because uh, I did do that research to like you know because I was like man this has been parodied so much and yeah mm-hmm. Slate did an article on it and then a corresponding video with a bunch of the different you know I like uh, big books and I cannot lie for a library mm-hmm. or you know whatever the the you know millions of these parodies that have been done and it's just like it's i mean how many of us have done this parody in our real life too many times (laughs) oh i mean somebody says they they like something and somebody's like big butts and you cannot lie (laughs) uh so yeah or my anaconda don't want none (laughs) (laughs) this is great for a kid's meal it's just all great for yeah that make that's what makes no sense to me i don't give a crap about the song i don't care if you use it in a commercial right i don't i mean i don't understand it for selling a kid's meal i mean you could put it like in a car commercial or something i'd be like that's weird but okay i mean you know but yeah i don't know just everything about it is and like the burger king crown guy is already creepy and then having him like staring so just double down on the so creep. much yeah. mm-hmm. at at, yeah. at women's butts is mm-hmm. uh, it's weird. It is. It is. Uh, what about you guys, uh, Ian? What are some of your thoughts on this whole thing? Oh, it's you Americans are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have any weird commercials down. over there. No, not at all. Have you? We yeah, we've got an opera singer that does car insurance. That's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I where was I going with this? This video is so good. Like moving on from the nonsense that is. Um, the advert, the mm-hmm. commercial itself. Well done, Aaron. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's a cubist, a cu- cubic area. Cubic it's area. So good. Yeah, I was cubic rather area, proud of the cubic favorite. area. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. For sure. So so good. Um, judging women by the levelness of their boxes. Just, uh-huh. I hate that 
terminology for lady parts. <laughs> I, it, for some reason, it's not. It's just about. a word. I don't know what but you're it talking about. It just goes about. through me. I was yep, just talking about the. You know what I mean? No, nope. the boxes. I was we just talking about. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it offends me, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I like the isometrification of women. That was the <laughs> one that hasn't been mentioned that yeah. I thought was hilarious. Also, I looked it up. I I don't know what they were tying in in 2009. It was not a movie. The The two SpongeBob movies were 2004 and then this just this past year. Wow. So, so weird. So I, I don't know what was so going, going on. They were just, going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was just, you know, it was Odd popular, choice. I'm sure. But it's wild. But yeah, no, it was very funny, and I, I think this might be, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to say which is the weirdest commercial we've done, but this is one I don't remember if I've seen it, and uh, it's just, like, this was probably playing during, like, cartoons mm-hmm. uh, for kids. Yeah. And, oh, it has to have been. Like, why? Yeah, yeah why, absolutely. Who else like, is it aimed at if it's not aimed at kids? Don't I mean, it's it? got to be know. hilarious to them, right? Like, I like square uh, butts. Yeah, like, I'm sure is. they're, they're, they're laughing their own square butts off, but, you know, like, it's it's... It's just so that song is so objectifying that like you almost mm. you can't hide that even when it's for kids like you know no. these these square butted women are you know they're they're twerking shaking it yeah shaking it they're shaking so. that nasty butt yeah <laughs> yes exactly that's exactly correct <laughs> my anaconda don't want none unless you got balls huh. <laughs> We're aware. We're aware. I like that he followed this song up, by the way. And it was like, I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe it was a song called Put Him on the Glass. Okay. I don't think that Goodness. one did as well. Okay. Yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, rumor has it. I'm almost positive that is a true story. Almost, I, yeah. <laughs> rumor, rumor has it uh, Taco Bell is using that in their next uh, ad campaign. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Uh, let's move into TV Sins. Um, we are going to kick it off with a, another episode of Squid Game, the second episode called Hell. Uh, myself and Ian writing on this one, a Dicer Whittington script. Ian, what are some of your... Your memories of this time. What are some of the things you want to talk about from behind the scenes on this one? Um, well, the episode itself, the, the best part of it is also the worst part of it, which it, like, right? is, is I totally mentioned agree. in the video. Yeah. But it absolutely yeah. is. Um, it's so necessary. It's better than, as somebody in the comments said, it's it's better than doing previously or last time in the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, works better than that. It's cleverer than that. But it doesn't make a damn bit of sense how they've all been freed and mm-hmm. then recaptured. Um, the, the option to stay or go with a new card, which is the old number that you can't call. And the police don't believe me because there's 200 of us, and why? Why would the police believe anything mm-hmm. that 200 people say yeah. about the same thing? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But then on the, the other hand, the foreshadowing is incredible, so so clever. The comments even mentioned some that I'd missed, like the mm-hmm. um, uh, his brother, whose name I've forgotten, yeah. Gian's brother. Nope. Anyway, um, him being in the bathtub, and that's exactly how... Mm-hmm. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> but yes, the foreshadowing is great without spoiling anything. Um, behind the scenes-wise, there wasn't a lot, to be honest. It was pretty straight... As complicated as the episode is, it was pretty straightforward to sin because of that reason. Um, I remember we had a bit of a debate about whether we commit to the Sin 1 conversion yeah. or let it die with the first video, but it works. I'm really glad we kept up with it. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think we made that decision primarily because we know a season video is coming too, and it would be difficult to, you know, yeah, figure out how to stitch that together if we didn't continue with the Sinwan. Plus, it's a mm-hmm. fun little gimmick, you know. It's a, and it's just for you know these episodes, and um, so 
Yeah. It'll Just be... imagine that final number. It's going to be great. It's, it, we're going to need so a bigger good. pig, as they say in yeah. Jaws. Uh, Indeed. So. <laughs> That's, it's exa- word for word. Sorry, that sorry. Exactly I, I misquoted. The name of that movie is Jowls. Uh, the, the, the Jowls. We're going to need a bigger pig. Uh, so. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah. No, I feel I feel exactly the same. Were you done? Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. That's it. I'll let you guys do the, the sins and whatnot. No, no, no. I, I feel exactly the same way about this episode in that it is brilliant to get them off the island and allow them to experience the real world and make a decision to go back. That's brilliant plotting. I I love that. The problem is it really does break the universe in several ways. uh, If you stop and think (laughs) about it, which is okay. You can suspend disbelief and, you know, go with it or whatever. But you mentioned most of those, uh, you know, that it, it it breaks the universe as far as human nature. Like what, what would they really do now? Of course, the, Mm -hmm. The point the show is making is about, you know, how bad it is that they would decide to go back um, and those kind of things. It breaks the universe in a practical way. Like, how do you even accomplish that? How, you mm-hmm. know, um, so what what is also interesting about that is we are playing with a little bit of limited knowledge for the narrator. And so the narrator does ask a couple questions that do get answered later on. Like we do know in the very next episode how many people decide to come back. But those are still like valid questions somebody watching this show would be confused by, you know? Exactly, so, yeah. Which so that sometimes kind of... gets missed by the nuance of YouTube right. comments. Right, yeah, totally. Um, let's see, did I want to mention anything else? Uh, I did want to mention the dialogue. Oh, yeah, hurry up now. Ha-ha, huh, huh. oh, that hurts. Hey, <laughs> hey, stop. Come on, it's my turn now uh, as dialogue of my sex tape. I did want to mention this. sex tape. Because it works so well. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What are some of your thoughts? You guys, I, I agree with both of you on, on the episode. Um, I, I've, I've You guys have seen the whole thing, right? I, mm-hmm. I've only seen the first three episodes. Yes. And uh, I'm intrigued to keep going. I just mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to yet. But um, I, I really do like it. I mean, I think I'm actually, though, just as far as setting it, which I didn't work on this one at all, but... Uh, as far as the the thing I find difficult in sending this is that like I have a hard time like finding out trying to put myself like I guess it's I try to put myself in the mind of them like like mm-hmm. if this was a thing are there people that would take a chance and I and I think the answer is yes I think so yeah because I think I mean if you're that desperation does different things to people sure you know mm-hmm. and so. So sometimes, like I found with sending it and looking at sins that have been written, it's like you know, are we just saying because this doesn't exist, you know, this is a sin, mm-hmm. or is this actually? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Does that make sense? Or is this like yeah, a sin? No, no, no. Like, if, you, if you try to, you try to send the actual characters in the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, that's that sometimes gets difficult, especially when you're dealing with something that's so. Uh, it's both crazy and also a little scary because you wonder if this could actually happen. <laughs> like, like I don't think I don't away. really wonder yeah. that, but that's no, just because no, but I'm just I'm not no no, but like I like the purge. I think is an is an excessive extreme. Mm. Like I, I can't imagine that. I mean, there's no way that would ever be sanctioned. But I don't know the idea that some crazy people would create like a game. I don't know. I mean, we're, we are just, we're one billionaire away from either this or Batman. And it's just a coin toss which way <laughs> that billionaire chooses to go. He's either a vigilante or he does squid games. It's, then who knows? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, anyways, I, I the the episode was uh was good. I thought it was just as interesting as the first one. I mean, I and I do like the I do I thought that was pretty ballsy that they took him away from the game for a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely never thought that would happen. But then once again, like you said, that opens up some issues. And I do having watched the third episode, I do kind of prefer them. Spoiler alert! Back at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's yeah. kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Hunger game. game sequels, like after, at least after the second mm-hmm. one where you were kind of like, I don't find this as interesting once there's actually not Hunger Games. Like, right. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. What a surprise. You know, so, so that's, that's kind of what I feel with this. Although I don't, I, mean, I, I, I don't know where this is going cause I haven't seen the whole season. So, or what season two could possibly be, sure. which I think is they announced happening. It. This last week they announced yeah. season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you're welcome. You're get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of squeaking. Uh, as far as the the sins, there's a, a line in the show. I still need to name my child, sir. And then I love that the send was just procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved you never. I, it was a long send, but I liked the end of it. You never leave the pig nostrils open. Where you were just talking uh-huh. about the fact that yeah. that bank's just dangling there. Yeah, and, well, once, like the long bit of that sin was me. The funny part was Aaron. Yeah. That's what you're saying there. That <laughs> no, 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 no. The whole scene was great. End. I just, yeah, I tend whatever. to not reread like a really long scene because I didn't uh, know if okay. that was a good podcast. Let me, let me say something about this because I, I do love tagging sins. Like it is w- one of my favorite things when going over a script is like, oh, here's a funny tag we can put on, on the end of this, you know, that kind of thing. But it doesn't work if the sin doesn't work. And so like, it really is a team mm-hmm. effort. Like it, that yeah, sin. Yeah. The concept of that sin is funny. I just put, you know, a punchline on Something funny right? around it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, not funnier. I'm no, saying it doesn't, one doesn't work without the other. So, um, so yeah. 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 No, totally agree. Totally agree. Just being a jerk. I also just, I love that someone is kind of following my tradition of anytime someone uh, is using the phone, we do a scream outtake. Uh, I thought that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost necessary at this point. Uh well, and there's so many that. to choose from, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, do you want to die tonight, CC, or right, you know, whatever you want to do? Totally. What's your favorite scary movie? Totally. The other thing uh, we could go back and mention is the dub because it continues to be in the the comments, and mm-hmm. I I think we've explained it fairly well, but I'll try to do it again. It isn't that we we couldn't use the original language and put the subtitles in English down there since we're doing subtitles already. The problem is none of us speak Korean. We don't have anybody close to us who, you know, speaks Korean. And even if we did the extra level of checking every single, uh, you know, audible uh, no, uh, Korean language to match the subtitles that we are doing, mm-hmm. we're just not sure we'd get it right. And then, you know, we're being ignorant. We're being a little insensitive because, you know, we're putting yeah. words in in their mouths that maybe aren't the words they're saying. When we go with the English dub, we understand the words they're saying in English and we understand how to send those. Um, Because there's even the part of, are the subtitles exactly what they're saying in Korean? So like, Mm -hmm. so for us, the only thing that makes sense is to be able to, because we are English speaking, is to be able to send the English speaking version of the show. We know it's terrible. That's why we continue to send it. Um, but that is the reason the decision was made. I think I explained that, you know, about yeah. as well as we can. Uh, so the other, to, the, hopefully the that biggest, helps. The other biggest thing for me is, and someone's pointed this out in the comments, was that some people just listen to the videos. Like some people do mm-hmm. just listen. And a lot of it won't make sense if you're listening to the Korean mm-hmm. original. Sure. 
Well, I, yeah, because I, I know I know at one point we had, if we don't still have uh, a blind person who was a big uh, CinemaSins fan. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, so that it definitely does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. That is Squid Game uh, Episode 2. Let's move on to another series we're doing. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Uh, this was a Dicer Hughes script, myself and... Uh, Danae writing on this one. Um, it's a Dicer week. Yeah, Dicer man, this is like back to back weeks. Like, I just just make it known. Like, I'm the only writer on the team at I this know. point. Like, <laughs> I'm I thought, well, I thought it was just interesting. Now, which is like, the one week, like, we were like, uh, you know, we we did the the backup episode because mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, I think there was uh, some someone was sick, mm-hmm. and uh, that was like a week I wrote on literally everything. So I, I know <laughs> we skipped the Jonathan week. I know it was personal. I know. It I was. know why it's that got. It was definitely personal thing uh so anyways what if killmonger rescued tony stark danae and i writing on this one uh i will kick us off then i had i had to mention the harry whittington uh joke uh just mm-hmm. to kind of jab at the <laughs> yeah. whittington name uh being uh-huh. a real thing oh, we'll get and just that. just to get a little you know the british post all that kind of fun That's stuff fine. uh in there so i'm sure ian will have some thoughts on that uh-huh. uh the the interesting thing of this episode starting exactly like Iron Man starts was something we kind of had to address in a couple ways. One to say, you know, maybe that's that's a little bit lazy, but then also say, what did they change? What did they change in that opening? So I went back and and kind of looked at it. And it was the MySpace joke. They took out the MySpace joke because mm-hmm. it hasn't aged well. Like nobody, so weird. nobody knows Don't MySpace the anymore. Scene, then. <laughs> I love you mentioned top eight. That was hilarious. Yes. The t- I will say originally I had top 10. I put top 10 and I was like, wait, was it 10? I don't think it was 10. It was 8 for some it reason. It was 8 I, for I some even, reason, And I yeah. don't remember that. I don't know why. I didn't do a whole lot. Like, I was, I kind of got on MySpace at the end, so mm. I wasn't even there for very long. But What a yeah. hideous, hideous concept to My, include in your social media yeah, the platform, top eight. the top yeah. 8. I, so I was at high school when that was a thing. And it, it caused, surprise, social media caused a problem. It caused a problem! Because mm-hmm. I wasn't on anyone's top eight. And I was like, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> like, even the people in my top eight, I didn't make any of their top eights. Like, how did that work? Yeah, what yeah, a weird thing. Man, people. in hindsight, so what, a, what a terrible thing. Yeah, so, so weird. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I also did like the, uh, you know, um, why would you re-iron man um if you're not gonna if there aren't any oh, new wrinkles any, oh. yeah i did i did enjoy doing that one i could smell the dicer on that yeah you can you can it smells terrible uh the uh <laughs> the button made me so mad the the button that uh disactivated and reactivated the the droids or whatever it just made me so mad because it just it's just one of those things that it's like okay we'll just give him a button that does it and not worry about the fact that we've already talked about you know, having to have, you know, disconnected or, you know, connected through the force field or all that kind of stuff. Let's just give him a button. Nobody will think twice about it. Um, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to write anything for this. And then the final thing, the final behind the scenes thing I wanted to talk about was the sin that requested Marvel end with something other than a big battle. Every Marvel thing, sure, you could find maybe the one or two exceptions, ends with this big battle. And um, and one of the things mentioned was a Bollywood number. And then people were like, oh, look, Eternals reference. I'm like, I have not seen Eternals. <laughs> Whatever. Three months ago when I wrote this, I promise. Uh, but it was it was kind of interesting. I mean, Eternals doesn't end in a Bollywood number, but there is a Bollywood number in there. But mm-hmm. um, really, I, I just still haven't seen Eternals. I That's just interesting. I just thought it was funny that sorry to spoil the Bollywood uh, number for oh, you. Oh, no, no. Yeah. That actually um, makes me more interested <laughs> to go see it now. Thank you. Yeah. 
But I, I did think it was hilarious because I picked Bollywood because I thought that would be something hilarious to end the joke on. And then lo and behold, they're like, no, nah, let's put a Bollywood scene in our uh, in our. You just movie. couldn't predict that. You yeah. could not predict yeah. that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking they like were spying on me and then did a quick reshoot for Eternals. I'm thinking that's the I, more likely thing here. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Feige or whatever his name is, real big fan of ours. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's. he's so much he might he's be. Hacking actually, I have no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before he's we made the video, disparaging. Yeah, yeah, he's hacked. He's hacked our script database somehow for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What are some of your thoughts on uh, on what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Um, I I mean I don't know if you guys have really talked about the I didn't really like the episode uh, it was but it was just kind of like it was just another one where it was just like this just isn't interesting to me like what like the the what if scenario doesn't really no you're right just, I I didn't mention yeah. it because I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself with a lot of this stuff yeah. but this this definitely falls into that okay you're just changing you know who a character is and in this case it's the clearest case of any of them in my opinion of you know. Now that I kind of know where the show went of, oh, we've got to kind of backwards, uh, you know, uh, create yeah. this character for what we're doing later. Um, it just it, it feels a little bit forced. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. And I know I know a lot of people that are fans of Black Panther really like Killmonger. That was one thing I remember when Black Panther came out. They were like, it has a really strong villain. I actually thought he was a little undercooked personally, but mm-hmm. but I love I love the actor, uh, Michael B. Jordan and. uh who I guess is going to make two weeks worth of appearances on our show uh, nice. randomly because he was in Space Jam. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. and we mentioned Tom. So this is the Michael B. Jordan show, correct? Now, uh, which would be perfectly fine. Please come on our show. We would love you. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. Uh, I'd really like to talk about Creed. No, I have I have uh, fantasies about a world where people understand us better and like actors and directors come on and laugh and you know chat about I mean we, we and, I mean Chris and I just interviewed somebody this week that listens we know at least listens to Sencast yeah. because he mentioned very specific things yeah you know no and we and we uh, get some tweets yeah. and stuff from people who get it and and yeah, yeah and I think overall in general we're all probably guilty of hearing the the negative voices a little too loudly but that is probably mm-hmm. a vet I mean we know for a fact based on our stats that that is a you know a, a quite a minority of people who are interacting mm. with our stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it is one of those things where I do have this thing like, uh, like we did with Scott from uh, animal crackers, you know, where they just, they yeah. come in and joke about it with us. Like, that's so fun. I would love, I would love behind the scenes to have an element of that where, you know, mm. we talk to those people, yeah. but uh, Michael B. Jordan, Especially probably Michael not B. Jordan. Yeah, not You're the, the seat is always open. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Can you imagine? It'd be so weird. So one of us gets an email from him now, like from his people. Hey, we heard the, you wanted the Michael on. The thing that we do, and that's the thing that he he doesn't watch the videos, but he listens to this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know he's a he's a he's a fun guy. Uh, I loved the um as far as the sense. I love that you thought you could get away with going to the metric system by saying a cool word like click instead of kilometer, <laughs> and then not in my America. Uh, in the show, the dialogue is your moves or his moves, and the sin is we call that same versus same around here, Tony, and that we and then we sent it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great, and I just I love the I love whenever we bring a good America in. So that's Maricast was uh, was, yeah, very was funny. Good. America, yeah, yep. Uh, Ian, what about you? Um, yeah, same thoughts about the show. This one just felt like we would like Killmonger in the finale, right? Yeah, Therefore, exactly. This episode, yeah. that's that's uh, that's enough said about that. A uh, full zoom erection on the camera because <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm glad I wasn't writing on the video because I would have been mad that I'd not done that. <laughs> because of course, yeah. that's 
don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you did, did, oh yeah, no, if you didn't add any wrinkles, why did you? Um, yeah, why did you reiron so many levels that works? Mm-hmm. Um, parking sin because it's in it's spot on. It's just a real world thing that we're sending. Like that is parking in that fashion is such an ignorant thing to do, and I'm sure you. <laughs> there are other things in your life that you are doing wrong as well, and this is just a. This is just one of those things that, that shows mm-hmm. us how much of an arsehole you are. Uh, not you. Um, but actually, no, you are an arsehole for the Whittington shade. <laughs> so it's like, just completely out of context, I get a message with a screen grab of that. And just, I can't remember what you said, but it was probably just like, ha ha. <laughs> Thanks for putting me in a video. There you Great. go. Listen. Yeah. You're some Whittington. Yes. It does sound I- like a made up name. I just I thought it was hilarious that there there was a Brit in the episode named Whittington. Um, so. And it's so specific. Like you mm-hmm. usually don't last name characters. No, like Harry like Whittington that. from the British like, Post. Harry Whittington. Oh, you work for the mail Let's... service? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if you get post, it... because it gets posted to you, and there's a post office, which is where mm-hmm. the post goes. Right. Mail is the verb. Post is the thing and right. the verb. Right. Yes. Because if you get a last name, they 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 can't kill you, right? And that the whole thing like. <laughs> I hope that works. Like so? if you're on Star Trek or something, this always comes back to Star Trek. But I did do I, that I research wish. on the British Post, by the way. Uh, you know, there was yeah, that th- felt real. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely real. There was one in whatever it says in like the mid '80s. They had like two editions or something called the British Post. Right. But there is no. I mean, I, I would have loved it if Ian Harry didn't Whitting... even know it. <laughs> no, I didn't have a clue. No, why, why would I? I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> I would exactly. have I would have loved it if Harry Whittington turned up in the final episode as like yeah. the eighth member of the team. That would have been amazing. <laughs> like That'd people tell me things about the city I've lived in for the last like twenty years and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I mean it's it's crazy what people that actually live somewhere have no clue about. You no, know, absolutely and, no no no. Yeah. Um how does she... why would you? You live there. <laughs> exactly. Why would I need to know silly things like that? Uh, the last one was how does she turn the chair around? Because I I vividly yeah. remember Danae's rage at this. Um, may have even been may have been on a call while she was writing it, and she's like, "Right, stop! Watch this right now." How is she doing that? Yeah, I I when yeah when Danae that's a Danae thing. I guess physics. I never noticed that. Yeah, no, it's it, like the I never thought of it, but now I'm left just thinking like she's some sort of wizard. Like is she, you know, has Doctor Strange been giving her lessons? Like, because there's she can't reach the floor. Her hands are in her lap, and she's not even like doing any kind of wiggle. You know, it just the no, chair turns around no and she's that. sitting in it. Like, did she? Uh, you yeah. know what? She, she probably had a button. Um, that's probably the, the thing <laughs> of the. Yes, Aaron. That's interesting though, because we all it is. It does seem like some of us have our things. Because I know, like Aaron's is. Whenever there's an open container by electronics, you know it's hilarious because I don't even write those anymore. Everybody else writes those for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so good. I did just write one that you narrated. So, oh yeah, that's like, and then you write it, and you're like, Aaron's gonna be so proud of me. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I did really, a dicer. I really love I putting that, the anger on those. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. that I. I don't, I'm trying to think if I have anything. I, I always, I always send a foods left out. That always bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a thing that bothers me in real life when people like leave the milk out longer than they need to. I'm like, no, that needs to go back now. <laughs> I will not drink it if it's out another second. Yeah, yeah. All right, we can move on to music video since uh, Olivia Rodrigo Trader. Um, Hello, Rage from the narrator. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> really I'm curious angry. if you agree with him. I, I, oh, I honestly. 
Yeah, yeah. I figured you did, but uh, and I mean, I do too. So it that that was that was fascinating to me about this video. Was, it was that. I mean, it's really the only thing I want to talk about with this one. Um, yeah, for sure. Because it's. I mean, there, there's some great sins uh, in there as well. Um, you know, just the fact that he's. Like he says, uh, does that make me a traitor to my previous dog uh, that he loved? You know, the him after like thirty minutes, and then the line, "I say nay." Like that stuff is just, uh, just great. Uh, but yeah, the relationship stuff in this video really, uh, like, I could have a thirty-minute conversation on this. And in fact, we've had you know mm-hmm. uh, tens, well, dozens of minutes on says, this topic before. But yeah, it, it seems like every one of her songs is about this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and it, which I mean, that's not uncommon. I mean, obviously, like Taylor Swift. I mean, there's all those, you know, she jokes about that now that, like, you know, she's, you know, you know, don't upset me. I'm gonna write a song about you. <laughs> uh, but the Olivia Rodrigo, I mean, she's so young, and it just always seems to be about the same person. And it's just like, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's it's that it's wasn't interesting. Super the problem for me. It's more her logic behind the breakup. Mm-hmm. It yeah, that that's that's the logic I didn't follow like that, but. I, Again, we're probably not the three people to talk about this either. Well, no, <laughs> and, and, I mean, you definitely, you know, when you're that age, how do you how do you perceive it? Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying. It's, yeah. uh, so I mean, no, I I think it's totally fine that that. But I mean, but I think I think in both. I mean, I think she's totally justified to see it however she wants to or what she wants to write about. And for all I know, she's writing fiction. I mean, I have no idea. I don't right. know her. But uh, but I but I think but Barrett and Aaron's points I think are very valid if we're actually gonna like, mm-hmm. you know break down the song itself and what the lyrics mean you know i don't know it seems pretty clear what they mean well i mean let's get down let's get down to it it comes from the ownership uh element of relationships the singular idea of when we are together if we are uh you know the exclusivity means that everything ceases from your ability to have any kind of relationship with someone else uh whether that be a friendship a flirtship um you know whatever and so there's this there's this understanding that culturally we have had for many generations um about pairing off and the idea of you know once you do that uh, you know that somehow your ability to recognize amazingness in other people changes uh and whether that amazingness be physical attraction whether that amazingness be in just thinking they're a cool person um, or whatever. And so, so much of it comes from like, yeah, you didn't cheat on me, but how can you be such good, you know, how can you be in this relationship two weeks after we're done? It's like, well, because, you know, we are capable of loving more than one person. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so there's no set time limit. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, and so, now, <laughs> and people talk about people do use this logic and it bugs me every time. I've heard about it with celebrities who get married after their spouses die. Uh, and oh, they didn't. They didn't wait long enough to get remarried or, you know, things oh, like that. I'm that, like, that bothers me. I'm like, how, how long is long enough? Like, who are you? Like, to have that even no, conversation. Like, you yeah, know. to make that clear that what bothers me is what Aaron's saying, not that they're remarrying. I don't. I right. Don't yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Remember Pat, Pat and Oswald was, who was in my head. That's who was in my yeah. head most recently. I was like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Leave that um, alone. Uh, but yeah, so just, just the way we think we understand what this idea of love is in that it is exclusive in a way that it, that you can't love other people. Um, you know, that's, I mean, every relationship can set its own standards and rules and walls in understanding of those things. But I think as, is human nature, you have to understand, uh, you know, love is bigger than that. 
you know, in mm-hmm. absolutely friendship is bigger than that. And um, so, yeah, and the whole one true love thing is great from like a storytelling standpoint. But right. The main reason I've always had a problem with that logistically is because then like no one would be in a relationship because how many people could actually find that person? Yeah, the odds are astronomical. There's yeah, seven no, billion yeah, people, right. and if there's one, like, that's why would you want to believe in that? How would you even? find like, them? Like, that would be horrifying if that was true. <laughs> yeah, you would never know if you were Look, making the right decision. I, never I am, if not specifically, uh, then in a uh, non-specific way. I am the person he's talking about. That's the exception to the rule, oh, right? 100%. Like, I, yeah, absolutely. I, he may have actually been thinking of me when he wrote that. Like, I don't know. Uh, but yes, my wife and I met in middle school. Um, we started dating in high school and we've been married, you know, that uh, is a, 27 that, years. That, is a, that but, is a beautiful, beautiful story. And I sure. love it for you. But at the same time, if you had never met her, you wouldn't know that. Right. Totally. Totally. That, and that's the thing that always, you know, and some people believe that you would. I, I just, I don't, but I, I guess I just don't see, you know, it, but there's kind of like. There's a conflict. There's a conflicting or conflagration of these ideas. Is probably the wrong word. I think I'm using the wrong word there. But there's there's these ideas that that go with the idea of long term relationships and the idea of emotional love. The idea of uh, you know friendship. Like there are all these parts of relationships, right? And we tend to put them all together in this box and go, this is what it means to have found your person and mm-hmm. be with them forever, right? And I think they're different things. Like, I think you have to be able to compartmentalize the ideas of friendship, uh, the ideas of what you like about your spouse versus what you might like about somebody else. How many people leave relationships because they think they find something better and then later realize, oh, you know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. better. It was just different. That's because we see different positives in different people. Like, that's a natural Mm -hmm. thing uh, for humanity. And so... For me, the idea of long-term relationship is beautiful. I'm I'm a lifer kind of guy. Like I love mm-hmm. working through problems and issues with people I love. Um, that and that's not just my wife. That's friends too. You know that I have lifer friends and um, and so yeah. I just think it's it's so weird that our culture tends to go no. That's all in this box. So if you find something you know you like about somebody else, that means you're being um, disrespectful to the person that you have said, yeah. I'm with you. Well, I, I'm with I'm with both of you just in different ways. Like, you know, like it's, it's so strange how we make is. that distinction. It is. So, yeah. so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, like I said, I could talk about this forever. Yeah, we it's a good topic. I to love go it. Uh, well, what about the song? Yeah. What about <laughs> oh, the yeah, actual song? Tune. Yeah. I will say, like, one billion sins, this is exactly why we don't leave Barrett alone with the toys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he should not be left unsupervised. <laughs> yeah. Can- I liked when he compared the song to the uncle with the single joke at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought great. that was pretty good. And also being concerned about Gen Z because the vintage arcade was empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he asked his uncle if he want just have another Moscow uh, mule or yeah, something. Moscow yeah, Moscow mule. <laughs> uncle Tommy. I love specific humor. It's so great. Uh, Ian, did you have anything else to say about this one? No, that was it. You covered it beautifully and articulately. It was it was great, and All I right. enjoyed the Iron Shade. <laughs> I don't even know if it was shade. It was just like, yes, I know there are exceptions no, to yeah. the rule. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, yeah, totally. Everybody has experienced breakup. By the way, I've experienced breakups. They were just back in high school. Like, you know, it's it's been a while. Um, but uh, but I know I do know what that feels like, especially when you're young uh, to be rejected. 
uh, in that way. So yeah, yeah getting kicked out of someone's top eight. I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's right. I'm gonna. I'm really concerned about that with my daughter because obviously that's gonna happen to her. Sure. And I, uh, that, that's gonna be awful. Mm, sure. Yeah. I and I. I hope I've I've taught taught my boys the you know the ability to understand the contextual stuff there right like it's going to feel like it's the end of the world but it doesn't it doesn't have to even be the end of the relationship it's a change in the relationship now if the person doesn't want anything to do with you that's the end of the relationship let them go live their life do their thing but it could be that you know you can still be friends like that stuff is possible you know to move from a more romantic idea of a relationship to a friendship idea of a relationship, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and to put the proper weight on those things, right? Like the be all and end all of pairing off is so strong in our culture. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I've been told I have no right to talk about this because of my story. And I, I totally get that I'm coming from a very privileged perspective, but the, the idea of that, you know, that power of, Oh, I got to find my person, um, is, I think that is part of the problem. I think we that dial needs to come down and we need to find peace with ourselves and who we are and then just enjoy our relationships for what they are. And if one of them turns into a long-term romantic commitment, that's great. That's awesome. That's a lot of fun. It's also yeah, a lot of hard work. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah. The bit that's really baffling to me is the kind of, if you end a relationship for totally valid reasons and it's it's a long-term relationship, it, there, there's this stigma to it of that was wasted time. I was like, no, you yeah. can still have had seven years that was fulfilling, full of enjoyment, totally valid. That doesn't mean that you are then obligated to spend the next 70 with them if it turns out that you've drifted apart. Like mm-hmm. people change rapidly over the course of their lives. Um, doesn't make it impossible, but just because you've committed seven years doesn't mean you have to commit another 70. Right. Yeah. Difficult thing to get. Although I love of. that idea. I love the idea of committing seventy and just making it work. That I, that just, <laughs> just no matter me, what. Yeah, yeah. I no, hate no, no. So I mean, beyond beyond abuse, beyond abuse yeah, in in of danger, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that idea really juices me. Of no, we're gonna work through even our changes and how you know we're different than we mm-hmm. were before. And I don't know, just it, that kind of stuff gives me life. I, I love it because um, I think at the end of the day, there's something really deep in value about it. You know, long term. So. But yeah, no, but everybody's totally situation is different. And I think that's kind of the point, too, is like we also should be all very careful about looking into somebody else's situation and going, you know, you're doing this wrong or or whatever. So totally. Let's move into cinema mm-hmm. sins. Uh, now that we've solved all the world's problems with relationships, Ooh, uh, all of them. Let's talk about a super serious movie. <laughs> <laughs> let's which one <laughs> let's talk about free guy uh nice. i did not write on this one this was a scott whittington uh script jeremy and ian writing on this one um so this uh, this feels like if there's an aaron movie that's not pixar this feels like it <laughs> i did love it i did love it yeah i can uh, see that ian what did uh, i don't know why what did you think about this one this process anything you want to take us behind the scenes on yeah um the the movie itself i still don't know if i like it or not I, I, so the first time watching it was sinning it. Um, I know Jeremy oh, that's really, a, really loved it. That's always a process um, when your first time is is digging deep like yeah, that. Yeah, it is weird, and I don't know if that affects my initial my initial like review of the film because it's a different environment that you're even the first time through when I'm not writing notes or anything. I'm still writing notes in my head. I'm still trying to pull it apart. I think I've come down on I I like the movie. There's just some cliches that really really bug me sure oh yeah seen the story before and there's some essentially product placement the movie especially when you get to the back end where it's just disney 
saying, look at our mighty empire. Look yeah. at what we have. It's almost as bad as what Warner Brothers did with Space Jam. I think Space Jam is uh, more egregious with how it does it. Except it's 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 kind of, they did kind of keep it for its own moment, right? Like they kind of put it all there together, like the IP. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. think it was it's handled better, but it's still stuck out. And it's the same, like, yeah, it's the same annoyance, uh, right, yeah. That's a I think saber. it's interesting that one of the things that kind of started not making me like the movie less, but one of the things that was being said around this when it was a hit is it kept saying, see, this is a movie that's not based on any IP and blah, 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 oh, and it still made money. <laughs> and it's like, but this movie has so much, it has more IP in it than most movies yes. based on IP, you know? Yes. It's like, I don't think that's really true. Yeah. There's Even more if it's lightsaber in this. Stuff, yeah. Than, than A New Hope. I, I, yeah. I think that yeah. might actually be true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is, is fine. Not like, I don't care, but it's like, that's the, that is not. Right, let's do it. Stop right now. Let's get them both up and let's, let's time I, I, it. I, put, I, I would put my money on there's more lightsaber in A New Hope than Free Guy. 100%. <laughs> I really want it to to not be true, though. Um, So on to on, uh, the, um, I, sorry, Ryan Reynolds. I think that's the reason I like the film. Oh, of I course. think if anyone else is in this yeah. role, it's it's not um officer johnny is why is that so funny what is, he's been hit by a he's car great, but he man. still does his greeting i love it that was really good uh, in I terms think everyone's of, really good in this yeah no i agree yeah i re- no i agree they are great um duh, 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 duh. the scenes um i really liked um making jeremy sing i just i always do yeah so um the cranberries reference um npc and that just works. So like I was going to do, as soon as she said the line, it's in your head. I've just, yeah, in your head was mm-hmm. going to be there. But then for NPC to rhyme with zombie is mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, that works so really, good. really I love well. It. Um, why, when the guy's walking into the bank and it's empty, but he's questioning it. And sometimes you want to write something really complicated and really long and just explaining how stupid something is. And then Jeremy swoops in and says, why do you care? Just take the fucking money, you dumbass. And it's perfect. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That that makes the point that right. we need to make, and it's hilarious. Yep. Um, and just the, I think the other, the the very the towards the end of the the video, it's just explaining that we're watching a film about a video game that is about watching people in a video game. So it's basically a film again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's some interweaving that I don't think the movie really addresses. That's yeah, it's just fun to fun to observe. No, I loved in and I loved that sin too because it's subtle. There's a subtlety mm. to it, to that sin that that you almost have to think about. Uh, you know, the eat popcorn thing, I think, is the kind of that last piece of the puzzle if you weren't quite getting it. Just in it. case you didn't you know, get Just it. in case yeah. you didn't quite get there. Um, but yeah, the the idea that basically they've reinvented movies uh, was, was really <laughs> smart. I liked that. But you can see that happening and then people mm-hmm. not realizing that they're being reinvented at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, love this video. Love it. The Sins video is, I love it. Oh, yeah. No, it's hilarious stuff. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I had a blast with it. Uh, I This is one of those things where if people really don't understand that when you talk about things movies do as sins, right? Like cliches and, mm. you know, uh, stretching uh, convenience and all that. All of that stuff is here. And there's a lot of it. That doesn't necessarily make a movie bad. That's actually how you make a movie. The only way you can make a movie is doing a lot of these things, right? You don't have time to spell everything out and make everything creative and and interesting in a new way. 
Um, and this to me is one of those movies that proves that because it is so sinful. It has all the, you know, the stuff that we would take to task. And at the same time, I just loved watching it. I just had a lot of fun. Um, you know, and Ryan Reynolds is a big part of that equation for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. on the Ryan Reynolds train since two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Like, I love that dude. I've, you know, watched pretty much everything he's done. Um, and this movie in the same way, uh, as Deadpool is just right up his sense of humor alley. Like he just completely works. Having said that he's playing a little bit of a different role here, certainly than Deadpool, but even than other things where there's a dumbness to the character that he's having to embody, um, that kind of could undercut that smarmy smart Alec. There's a reason mm-hmm. the word smart is in smart Alec because there's an intelligence there that, you know, takes people to task. Um, and he's having to downplay that, but it still works. Um, so yeah, I, I really did have a good time with the movie. Also the video, um, the goldfish stuff, the second one t- today is going to be different <laughs> Goldie. And then the sin is just because you're going to feed him. I love that when the, na- <laughs> the, the, the narrator just, uh, just kind of responds in that way. Um, the uh, paying people to work on something that you have no intention of using. This must be how the Google Glass team felt. Uh, thank you. As someone who had Google Glass, I appreciate that. I knew too. it. Uh, yeah, that was with you in mind. I also, I also wanted to mention that we had somebody tweet that that sin out because they are in that part of the movie and they said it was, was like, amazing. Yeah. And they said it was like, you know, oh, I guess I get to cross this one off the bucket list or whatever. I'm in a CinemaSins video. Um, that was incredible. That's always fun. Uh, we had a similar yeah. experience with the the guy from Halloween. Uh, so, you know, I, I always dig that kind of thing. Uh, then I had the song and the the movie one that you already mentioned as well, specifics I, I, I wanted to mention. But I thought you guys did a perfect balance. There's, there's a great mm-hmm. moment where it's just like the sin removal is just this movie is hilarious. And that's all, all you needed yeah. to say. It's like this sin deserves a uh, or this movie deserves a sin off because it's really funny. And it is really yeah, fun. Absolutely. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. What about you, Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, this is just a good movie. Uh, Chris and I did a mini pod on this, and I remember Chris, I think, described it really well. He was talking about, you know, if it had it, like this is a movie that has a ceiling, definitely. Like it's that summer blockbuster formula, and it's it's definitely got a ceiling. But he's like, but this is one of those that actually hits that ceiling. Like this mm. is one of those that you know people say, you know, it's not great, but I enjoyed it for what it was or whatever. Like this, you know, I think this can be that. This is kind of that movie, right? Like it it doesn't try to do anything outside of the formula. It's not trying to be like deep and uh, I, I don't know, but, it, but, uh, but I think for what it's, for, for what its goals are, it hits every one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why it works. But at the same time, also it's very easy to sin, I'm sure, because there's so much like, mm-hmm. especially the idea that these characters, these NPC characters, I said that right. Didn't I NPC? Yeah. Like these NPC, you know, these NPCs would have uh, morning routine. You know, I mean, that alone is obviously doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But it's still really fun to watch him get up every morning and talk to his goldfish yeah. <laughs> and and have his magnetic calendar behind him. I loved you guys sending that calendar, by the way. That was something I didn't notice before. But yeah, who would have a calendar like that? That makes oh, that no was sense. all Jeremy, and that yeah, broke my brain. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh no, oh no, that they exist. <laughs> He is, they, they he, shouldn't. he inspires me f- to seek for more backgrounds since he's mm-hmm. so good at that. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's, he's definitely an inspiration in that way. Uh, I also like this movie is like a glory hole blowjob. It's fun and it feels good. Just as long as you don't think too deeply about what's going on. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was really funny. Uh, this script feels like it was written by someone who had to ask their kid what a fortnight is. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and I also like the narrator getting irritated that Free Guy got a Jeopardy clue before Cinema Sins did. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fun. I would, I mean, because I would think if Jeopardy had a cinema sense clue, we would be made aware of it. I would think. Yeah, but I don't know. Someone, You'd hope somebody the, would catch it. And yeah, send it somebody to, would. To oh, absolutely, someone would let us know. Um, someone in the chat mentioned that one of their things about this video is that we do this in about this feels like it was written by somebody who had to ask their kids what a Fortnite uh, video is, and then also in other sins are the person who probably mm-hmm. had to ask their kid what a Fortnite video yes. is. And so yep. that, that that play is that tension, which is through a lot of our videos of mm-hmm. taking the movie for to task for things that we suck at too, uh, you know, is is a lot of fun. Uh, and we're well aware. We are well aware. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. I'm getting made fun of in the chat for state NPC character. I actually caught myself <laughs> after I said it, and I was thinking, like, in the side of Aaron's head, like, yes. something exploded. I nearly is called this, you out on it, but I was like, don't do it. Is this one of those non-playable him. NPC characters? Like, uh, <laughs> do... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to mention it, but, uh, but I'm glad you brought no, it up. I, no, I love yeah, it. I, I, I just wanted to make it aware. I yeah. did catch it. And I was like thinking, oh no, Aaron's mad at me now. <laughs> That's right. That's how I define my <laughs> friendships. Look, I'm all for long-term friendships unless you, you know, improperly use, uh, acronyms. Yeah, totally. Do you have your personal identification pin number? Yes, exactly. <laughs> ATM machine is what they mentioned. That's my favorite. I say that too. Yeah, uh, many people do. Many people do. Yeah. It's it just it happens. All right, let's move into rounders. Um, this was an Atkinson Dicer script. Uh, Chris and I writing on this one. Uh, poker. Yeah, let's talk about I'm poker. <laughs> Are you a poker player, Ian? I know you're not like into like sports, but I mean, poker's not a sport. I... <laughs> it's a card game. So I know you don't like steak, but what do you feel about milk? <laughs> just because I don't like sport, I well, definitely no, don't like competition. There's competition. There's competition. So I've narrowed it down to why I don't like specific sports. So I don't like team sports, which is such a horrible thing to say, but I don't. I like solo sports. So I like the Formula One. I like tennis. I like snooker. Oh, gotcha. Um I, but not doubles. I, you you can't watch tennis doubles. Doubles like, get out oh, of my face. Is, this is BS. Go away. It's like, what's this other person <laughs> doing? Like, you have to communicate with someone. Nah, screw that. I just that's what I've narrowed it down to. So I love poker. I love 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 poker. I'm not a good poker player, but um, well, you're I, the perfect I person to invite to a game then if you love it but aren't good oh. at it. That's perfect. That even makes me the best or the worst because I could be hustling all of you. Oh, and the sure. fact that I'm telling you that I'm hustling you is just too further. Mm-hmm. I tend to find that person wins the game all the time too. Whenever they're like, I'm just here to play. Oh, <laughs> my mom's the worst person to play poker with because she's all in. Well, she won because, I mean, I'm not going to go all in on that. But she is because yeah. she doesn't care and doesn't know the rules. Oh, But yes, what, what was I saying? Yeah, I like poker. <laughs> and nice. I I'm- have not seen this film. I'm glad Chris and Aaron wrote on this because That's at first I was kind of like, oh, that would have been fun. But then I'm like, yeah, but they're going to definitely go more into the the details of poker than I would be even. Yeah, be the able poker to. knowledge is intense. That in is, I wanted to talk about that uh, because it, it is one of those things where usually we're either doing a little bit of research on stuff that we don't exactly know about. Or we're just claiming ignorance and letting the narrator be ignorant, which is fine as well. Um, and there are those rare cases where it's like, no, we actually kind of know this world. And both Chris and I uh, really love poker, like are really mm-hmm. into it, play a lot, um, you know, know a lot of the terminology, all that kind of stuff. And so 
it was trying to find that balance of okay, how much do we do like really go into the weeds on this versus let's make sure we're putting together a tight, fun video. You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's the goal is for anybody who can watch this video, have fun, laugh, you know, um, and not need to know what it means, you know, to have implied pot odds on the turn. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so you just Which kinda... ironically is, or not ironically, quite fittingly, is exactly what I haven't seen the movie, but based mm-hmm. on the Sims video, what Rounders the movie actually does really well is plays into enough specifics, but still yes. being able to enjoy it as a, as a layperson. Is exactly what the movie does, and I, and that is that is what I wanted to talk about. Is that like it? It gets the feel of poker perfect. Like it understands the emotions of the game, and it understands how the game works structurally, and it understands more than that. But the movie does fudge some of the details. Like it, it does, mm. you know. Again, to make it a good movie. Like if you if you hear Brian Koppelman uh, talk, uh, he's got a great podcast. I've heard him on uh, you know several other. Uh, people's podcast he also by the way does the show billions um uh, now on uh, showtime uh which if you like rounders and some of the other compliment stuff billions is that same kind of everybody is an expert on pop culture everybody is like you know it's just kind of one of the there's almost a sorkin element to it where people are yeah you know elevated feels very sorkin um but uh, but anyhow, he he is really good at that. It, here is the feel of this thing. We're not going to fudge the big things, but we understand what it means to make a movie too. And so you don't necessarily need to know that they're playing a different variation of poker here because you know, and that it might not work exactly this way. Um, so yeah. Anyhow, uh, I I don't. I'm just because I'm thinking about this. I'm going to mention it because I think it's a nice little bit of trivia. And I didn't. I just found it out recently in an interview he was doing about this movie. He actually specifically writes his movies not to include guns. And he got a lot of pushback on rounders because of the gambling world and just thinking of the crime element that there would be a lot of guns. Even in there's a scene in this movie where uh, they get beat up by a bunch of policemen. Even in that mm-hmm. scene, not a mm-hmm. single policeman pulls a gun. Um, and it's just his thing. He just, you know, um, I really like that. That's, I, I, I find it's that, so prevalent. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that not only fascinating, I find it admirable. And um, mm. especially with some of the things we've, we've been discussing with gun safety uh, for very specific mm. tragic reasons recently, you know, that, that's kind of in a lot of people's minds. And I think that's why it was kind of talked about in the podcast I, mm. I listened to. Um, but, but that is another example of his ability to give himself parameters and then just make a fun movie. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, that's what Rounders is for me. Yes, I love poker. And it gets so much right about the feeling of poker, but this is just a really well-paced, well-told, you know, fun, interesting story for me, um, mm-hmm. and and I really, really dig it. So, um, so yeah. Uh, other things I feel like I should talk about from behind the scenes is we knew we had to do something with the accent. Uh, probably several things with the <laughs> the Malkovich accent. It is what this movie is known for. So we tried to approach that in a fun way. Um, did a little setup and payoff with you know. Um, yeah, it was the great movie cool inventing back. an accent. Oh, I guess it actually does invent an accent. I'm telling <laughs> you, there was a time where you could not play poker without at least one person saying that splash the pot. Yeah, line. yeah. Or pay this man his money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever I, don't, it might be. I haven't heard those necessarily as much as I used to, but I heard there was a good period of time where that was every poker game that was said. <laughs> what is it with Malkovich and doing accents? It's it's Just in one, general. Oh, man. It, 
it is one of those performances where you literally can't tell if it's terrible or amazing. Like you, yeah, like you it know, is. It's just look. it's. Which I guess at the end of the day makes it amazing because you just kind of give yourself to it. You yeah. have fun with it. I mean, it is terrible, but the performance is amazing. I, I don't. It's 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 a difficult one. Um, but we it knew is, we had to it mention it. It is interesting. It. Chris and I just interviewed a, a director who's British, and uh, he said he what? was talking about his love for uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I don't know if you'll be able to back this up, Ian, but I don't know if you've seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, but like Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves gives a lot of crap for in that movie oh, because he has, seen this, it. No. He, he has this weird accent. This like he has this just what I what I assume is a bad British accent that an American actor is trying to pull off. But the Christopher Smith, the director we talked to, he was talking about how much he loved it because he said, I, look, I've got friends that talk like that. He's like, I mean, he's like, it's <laughs> a weird it. accent. I watched yeah, it this week and I'll feed back to you what my judgment is. But I just is. thought that was crazy because like for, you know, since 1992, I've always thought that's just such a terrible performance. And now, now knowing how mm. Keanu can act, it's weird, right? But then mm-hmm. you hear this British guy say, man, I'm telling you, I've got friends that talk like that. And you're just kind of well, like, really? That is so fascinating re- to me. There's so, so many regions of the country. Just, found yeah. this like he had a russian friend or something and that's just <laughs> sounded very much like that yeah, yeah no, i, I have some know. english friends that i don't believe that's how they talk like like th- yeah. you sound like a caricature of an english person it's, like, it's just how i talk <laughs> yeah exactly well that's like <laughs> we I have all them. these different dialects in america i mean you know people have their southern you know person that it's always sounds the oh, same and there are there people that sound want. like that well, but pe- most southern people don't and people- you know most southern people sound like me and people like me who have been in communication their whole life, you know, my words are very overperformative. I know they are, but yeah. they're they're that way in real life too. <laughs> like, it's not, it's like maybe ampl- maybe I'm a little bit amplified when I'm you know doing a show or something like that. Yeah. But for the most part, I've just learned. No, I think you tone it down. I, I, <laughs> it's probably true. I've just and learned if you've to ever speak had that an way. Accent, so, if, yeah. have you ever had a northern accent at all? Like, or I've, a, had, I've had shades. Uh, yeah, it is definitely or, something where if I am in you know a southern accent place they will they will hear a little bit more of the minnesota uh well, same for me when i go when i go out west people act like i'm a hick so mm-hmm. i yeah. and you know and i'm here and people are like you're from here you don't have any you know and it's like so i don't i don't know how that works but yeah i'm quite I, looking I forward to that... being the novelty when i come to visit i forget what the what, what they call the accent that is not technically an accent in america it's the one that most newscasts you like there's yeah. a i forget there's a word there's there a, term a term for that uh that's just that's been what how i've spoken my whole life so yeah that's i think that's right i think mid-atlantic is is possibly correct um but anyhow but yes i have had certainly twinges of the places i've lived um I know when I moved back to Michigan from Southern Ohio that I got made fun of by my Michigan friends because they thought I had picked up some some Southernisms. What uh, is what, Southern is, what is the, that, but Michigan's not really Northern. I get, would that be more like kind of a, like a loose Canadian accent or something because yeah. you're kind of getting closer. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a lot of again that that Minnesota. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Minnesota. I just think of Fargo. Yeah. Like, you can't not. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you got Arby's on me. Oh, and the, and the so polite. Oh, and the uh, the Youpers, eh? uh They're they're basically <laughs> Cana- Canadian at that point, eh? Uh So yeah, it's all up there. Uh, and the other thing I just wanted to mention about this script is butt onions. Uh, okay, moving on to the next. Well, yes, <laughs> the next person. Um, Ian, what about you? What are some of your thoughts? Yeah. Um. The 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 universe giving kismet of. Um, getting to sin, sitting the apple, which is a poker turn. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in keeping tabs. Okay, cool. Love it. It's like the world knows that apples are are assholes, so mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. 
and sinning the steak pun took me on a journey because i was like there's no this is a step too far we are sinning puns this is my job i i don't have anything to bring to the table other than star trek knowledge and puns we be contradictory to ourselves on this um but the journey that it went through of feeling um yeah, of sinning it, but then landing on a pun itself mm-hmm. was, whew, everything is right with the world. The, <laughs> good, the ante good. has been lowered. Um, uh, get, right, this this is another one I felt on a very emotional level was um, got him by the balls. Uh, depends on the grip. It does not. No, it does not. <laughs> a, a hand can hover and you have me by the balls. <laughs> like the Proximity is enough to, yep, yeah, don't hurt me there, please. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Yeah. Grip is irrelevant. It does not. Um, and Billy's. So it just was that was who was it? Was that you or Chris? Yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Because it just one is a strip club and the other is a random piece of information I do not need. And that, <laughs> it just hit me. I love it because it's true and I will never know. We there is more than likely we will never find out what Mm-mm. version of Billy's. Hey that guys, was Billy's topless. To uh yeah. Hey. <laughs> that was funny. Great. This is a Brilliant weird name. script. Yeah. You guys got the balance so, so well. Now, I was I was up against it time-wise, so I had to listen. I watched the video at 1.75 speed. Not not the speed to, to play some of these sins. Yeah, at. that's a little fast. It's too fast. So some of the explanations, I was like, how is anybody going to keep up with... Right, okay, let's play this at one time speed. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, you guys cool. got a really good balance. I, like, I loved it. Jonathan, what about you? I really like this movie. Um, you know, it's funny. I made the comment poker's not a sport, but this is definitely a sports movie. Like, it follows that. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you're, you're kind of waiting for that Rocky moment, right? Where he goes back up against Teddy KGB yeah. and, you know, you know, wins. I think this movie does a pretty good job of making... Because po- the thing about poker in movies is that, like... I mean, I guess everything in movies is obviously staged, but like, you know, like you guys mentioned the Casino Royale hand, which is one of the most ridiculous mm-hmm. things ever. And, you know, so stuff like that. I mean, obviously these people aren't really playing. So it kind of like, even though it is cool, you, if you played poker enough, you know, the chances of him being able to best them that well, the next time he plays them is like really low, but mm-hmm. you know, whatever you guys pointed out the stuff that, Oh, and I will say too, this movie, I mean, this movie probably introduced a lot of people. My, around my age, I was 22 when this came out to Texas Hold'em. Uh, my dad was a poker player and it taught me poker, but he had only taught me seven card stud and like five card stud and five card draw. I'd never played Texas Hold'em. So I remember watching this movie and being like, what is that, that they're doing, you know, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Ferguson wins it a few years later and then Moneymaker and then now everybody's playing Texas. Yeah, Hold'em. it was Rounders in 98 yeah. was like I'd never played poker before then. Never. Yeah, never. And Rounders in, in 98, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was learning a lot. Right. Yeah. And then Moneymaker happens in 2003. And then from that point on, I was yeah. I was part of that poker I, boom and I have not looked back since. And I just yeah, love I feel it. Like- I feel like this movie is to poker players what like maybe Wall Street was to like uh, younger kids that became like power brokers and stuff. <laughs> maybe. I mean, oh no, well, working on Wall. I mean, I well, I well, I mean, they're both dark. I mean, Rounders is a very dark and you know dirty movie, but but I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like I just think it's a I think it's a good movie. Um, I, I would borderline say it's great. I I like it a lot. I think it's a one that mm-hmm. follows that formula. I think it does a pretty good job. Uh, I love the stuff that you guys send though. 
stuff that always bothered me in this movie, the Oreo tell is it's the awful. worst. So we're, it, and it, it really is the most ridiculous the part of the movie. It is the most ridiculous yeah, part of the movie. The fact that he wouldn't pick up on that, like as smart as he is, like the first time he plays him, it, it just, it makes no sense. And then it also doesn't make sense as a tell. Like is like, he always has the nuts when he, when he eats an Oreo. Like it just, it's it so always, weird. That, that seemed really weird to me, that he didn't realize he had a tell. Like why wouldn't he well, that's right. another, deal that's with that right himself? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To that's, be, that's another part of yeah. it. All of it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then, and then the Chris and I have talked about this several times. But Matt Damon, like giving himself crap. I mean, I get after he loses all his money, he's upset. But giving himself crap, like you know, a year later or whatever, that he that he played that hand. Everybody plays that hand, unless you're terrible. Like yeah. who would not play that hand? He has one hand that can beat you. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right. Statistically. And, and it's one-on-one. I mean, the, the yeah. chances of him having that hand is insane. Yeah. Yeah. This, <laughs> I mean, it, is, it, is, it is a thing you learn to say when you play a lot of poker is, if you've got me, yeah. you've got me, I have to call here. Like, there's, yes. you just do. There are just certain times, like, you just, you know you can't fold. Even, even when you've got that sinking feeling that they have the one hand that beats you, you have to call. Otherwise, long-term, you are a terrible player. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it, just and it's like and every and everybody's lost. I mean, I haven't lost thirty thousand on a hand, but I mean, you know. Uh. So I can understand that upsetting him, but like he would have to know a year like later that. Well, I mean, that just it's one of those things, right? Yeah. That just it's crazy. So I I enjoyed I enjoyed all of this. I also enjoyed the sentence for folding Fomka. Uh, before the flop, <laughs> before the flop. Yeah, that was a that good. was a nice uh, that was a nice turn of phrase. I do. Uh, Fomka Johnson is a really really cool. Uh, uh, she's 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 a pretty memorable in a lot of roles, but uh, she's one of the best Bond uh, villainesses or whatever. Speaking I guess. of relationship <laughs> stuff, the relationship stuff in this movie is terrible. It's my least favorite oh, yeah. part of yeah, yeah, part yeah. of the movie. It just paints, yeah, and it's 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 bad. weird when you watch it now. I don't even get like Gretchen Ann Maul's character nope. very much. Like I mean, she I mean. I mean, I'm not saying she's being unfair to him, but no, she's I don't know. written. I, she's written that way. She's just yeah. written as a wet blanket. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's unfair. Yeah, to Yeah, I think that's her. what it it's is. It's unfair like, to the character. It's yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. And she's not. I mean, she's perfectly fine in the role. Yeah. Uh, but it's just such a yeah, it's such a weird role. And Fonka's role is really weird too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but no, you guys did a great job. I, this is uh, this was an interesting one. I you know, it's not that I don't know what the type of movie we typically send, but when this got on the schedule, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys obviously were the perfect people to ride on it. So, yeah. lots of fun, lots of fun. Uh, all right, let's move into keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. 
Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey podcast peeps, it's me again. Um... Mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh... Every time I... I talk wow is this how aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this i just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out the internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk about something from putting together content for the week. Uh, and since I mentioned it, I'll go ahead and start with the rounders, uh, the lingo. And the reason I want to talk about this is, yes, sitting the apple, I think another one is stacks of high society. You know, like there's all these terms. Uh, what I found out from Koppelman is that, yes, technically people have used these terms, but he specifically, because he wanted the movie to feel uh, more um, like this alternate universe in some ways, he specifically found a book from the early 1900s of poker terms that are no longer, like haven't been in use forever and put, awesome. put them in the mouths of these characters. So, like, nobody has said sitting the apple at a poker table, um, you know, for a hundred oh. years or stacks of high society or whatever. Um, so that was very intentional. It was an intentional thing that he decided to use these obscure poker phrases as if it was kind of this fun universe, um, you know. Man, you'll even make experienced poker players feel bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I don't know that term. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make <people> really insecure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had that uh, that I wanted to talk about. Ian, what about you? Um, we're going to go over to Ian's Forbidden Tabs, um, which is jokes that um, I liked, but Jeremy doesn't like. No, <laughs> sometimes we had a huge, huge script for, for Free Guy, but there's a couple that I just wanted to pull out that I really like. I thought you were going to say, we um, had a huge, huge row over uh, something, yeah, and we're no longer argument. friends. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bizarrely, Jeremy won, and he's acting like it's his channel. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What um, an ass. <laughs> so uh, when uh, the, the movie opens and um, Guy is talking about the people with sunglasses, like, look, that's not even his car. That's that's not his wife. Grand Theft Adultery. Ah, uh, yes. Come on. Yes. Did, didn't make it. Nice. Well, apparently not good enough. Um, and so the coffee barista lady, she says, um, sorry, da 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 da, -da and, uh, yeah, we, we usually don't put the chairs on the tables one small coffee over four hours, girl. I said, well, that was needlessly rude. rude. How would you like to be called needlessly rude character that we'll never see again? Please laugh at how rude I am, girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
I liked that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just a couple of couple that I had that didn't make it. Some deleted extra sins. sins. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, what about you? I didn't work on anything. There you <laughs> we go. talked about this week. <laughs> you know what? I'll bring something else up running. then. Um, yeah, I, feel free. I told Danae I was going to bring this up, and she's not here to talk about. It, but I think I can. We can kind of talk about the situation. But in Killmonger. There's a line I don't think we talked about, but there's a foreplay line, and we have uh, like the narrator gives some very great uh, uh, anger at the fact that you know they would dismiss foreplay in that way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a sin that was written um, that I wrote that after like I think the the line in the show is like you know we don't need the foreplay or whatever, and my sin was just men um, and just sinning men for being men because you know it's a common thing. Mm-hmm. And Danae in the script phase was like, I don't like this. I think, you know, it diminishes men or whatever. And I thought it was a real one of those really interesting things where, you know, you may think that's the other way around, but oftentimes, you know, we find ourselves uh defending others as opposed to ourselves, right? So like mm-hmm. for Danae as uh, a female, she's like, you know, I think that diminishes men too much. I, you know, uh, men can be amazing or whatever. And so finding, you know, that balance, cause we'll still do that. We do kids, we do parents, we do, you know, we do those kind of sins, but, um, and I think the coup de gras in this case was she had a better sin anyway, like her, her sin in that moment was, was better than just the, the men's sin too. But it definitely was one of those things where, um, we kind of had that discussion. I thought that was interesting enough to bring up, you know, that it was yeah, kind of one of those interesting lines. things. It's a super, yeah. super it, tricky It really line. is. Because, I mean, I've like I know I've read stuff and been like, I don't know. I don't know why, but this just feels a little meaner to me than, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. And then, you know, Aaron will be like, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And then vice versa. I'll write something and not even see that. And then somebody will, mm-hmm. you know, say, it. I'll be like, oh, no, you're right. That is. And I think there's also a stereotype, too. Or, I'm not stereotype, but I think there's a, a there's some kind of thought process that, well, we're men. So if we're making fun of men, it's OK. Mm-hmm. But right. you can still cross a line. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, and right. So, yeah, I and think it's that's tricky also... when you're, you're putting words into in this case, we're putting words into Aaron's um, head mouth, um, <laughs> yeah. which is fine because Aaron wrote it. But it's something that, yeah, you need to be conscious of is, yeah, that might be funny, but I'm going to make well, somebody else say this. And to be clear. I still That's think true. it's a fine sin. I think, you know, yeah. we could have put that in there. It would have yeah. been funny. It would have been fine or whatever. Yeah. I just found it interesting that, you know, it's the female on the team that's like, no, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. This is yeah. a little, yeah. And I, I like that. I think that's, that's, you know, speaks well of Danae and speaks well of the writing Danae team. Danae so. is awesome. She is. Once Absolutely. again, Danae being better than all of us. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Uh, yeah, no, that, that that's absolutely true. true. Let's move on yeah. to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to take a look at some comments from the week. Uh, Ian, why don't you kick us off? What do you got? So we're going to... Have we named this segment yet? Well... Of course we have. Are we, are, we, are we talking but, about nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers? Yeah, nitpicking or? the nitpickers. Oh, you've got one yeah, of those. Let's go for it. Let's have, do it. I have four. I'm not going to oh, do all of them. Okay. Well, I let's have go. so many. Which is Should why we this just needs rename segment. this segment from the comment section to nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers? Nitpicking the nitpickers. By Ian. By <laughs> I, I am getting so... I don't get things wrong, people. But I'm getting so many people that think I'm wrong about things. And I don't get why. 
people don't understand right, this. So I'm going to give it a green or a red. What are we going with? What's the comment? Okay, so um, I'm kind of leaning away from naming things. So the the comment is: Imagine thinking this is from Free Guy. Imagine thinking a porta potty is a Doctor Who Easter egg and giving us in, despite <laughs> no actual Tardis being anywhere in that shot. You think? Um, this is an immediate red. Were... This is trolling. We it, we know. We know what's going on, on here. Yeah, it's like I know that's not a Tardis. You know that's well, not a Tardis. The, it's that's in the, the sin. The there's a wink in, it's the, in sin. the sin. Yeah, there's a wink it's in, in the, the sin. sin. That's the whole yeah, joke. Yeah. Oh. No, that's just somebody yeah. missing something. That happens. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's a red, red card. That's a Sorry. red. Sorry. Um, uh, this is um, this is quite interesting, actually. So happy in the Killmonger video. Okay. Um, this is a concept that TV Sins apparently struggles with. So let's clear it up. Happy is called Happy because he's a grouch. His friends were likely poking fun at the fact that this man is never happy and giving him an ironic nickname. I understand how nicknames work. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Wikipedia, his real name is Harold. Blah blah blah. Now I think this is a red because. He is not characterised as a grouch in the Iron Man movie. He is actually happy. He like he's a bit of a. You're right. He's got a little bit of an Spider-Man. Eeyore to him, though. He's got he's got a, a little, little bit of a downer bit. vibe. But it's not so integral to his character that you call him happy. Ironically, I understand what you're me. saying. I, I might lean a little green on this one just because uh, I think that makes sense. Like I, I we do know that that nicknames often come from opposites, right? Like you know. Um, yeah, of course. So yeah, somebody calling what, me what yeah, short stuff. What does that mean by or... this is a thing? This is a thing. TV sense gets wrong all the time. I think what are they talking about? Seen, I think we've I said think... Happy's name a couple times. Yeah, oh, I think we? so. Oh, okay. So yeah. Well, then yeah. that's me not yeah. having a good memory. So I can I can see this. I I can I can put this a little bit in the green. But I do understand what you're saying, yeah. and it doesn't make it not funny. It doesn't. It also doesn't mean that that's what the sin is really about. The sin is just about having fun with the yes. idea of you know. I think we call him different dwarf names, uh, you know, of the seven depending dwarfs. Depending on the universe of, that he's yeah, in. Depending, yeah. You know, yeah, that's like exactly. the, that's the fun. And so, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd go with a slight green on that one. Okay. <laughs> Even Aaron gets things wrong. That's weird. Yeah. Um, the, the final one is just a very, very simple. This is from, um, uh, it's from Killmonger again. Um, same way you move yourself on a swing. And it tags the... Um, the chair moving. I was like, well, no, that's a red. No, no, no. that's a massive red. Like that's yeah. she's, there is no momentum. She's not wiggling. There's nothing. Um, that's not how swings work. Is this but, fun? Yeah, is this segment fun? Do you think people like nitpicking the nitpickers it's and the nitpickers? Fun f- it's fun for me. It's, I need this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely to need to vent this in a public format. But I mean, I, I don't know if it's mean. This is my problem. I don't know if this is mean to the person commenting. Well, and we're specifically things. not mentioning their names. And I don't Correct. think it's mean. I, I, I think it's part of a back and forth conversation, right? Like, And at yes. the end of the day, what's important with a segment like this is that we all continue to recognize none of this matters to... No. anything like none of this matters like you know if you're having fun if you're laughing that's what matters if we make you think and go oh that's interesting that's what matters but you know none of this actual in the same way it doesn't actually matter for the movie what we're doing it doesn't matter for the sins videos what you're doing um i know that he's not going to jump into the portal and magically disappear (laughs) it's not it's the last line where he says police boxes were a real thing and do actually appear in other places besides doctor who that's not even the point i'm making i know that Uh, in the in the live chat we are definitely getting uh positive feedback about this segment that it should be its own thing so um so yeah so we'll we'll continue to do this i i did wait go ahead do you have police boxes like what is, no, is that yeah, no, is that what so, that is yeah so the tardis is a police box and it they they went out of fashion in the 70s i think but oh. they the original intent of them was that you could perform a citizen's arrest 
push the offender oh. into the box and then gotcha. close the door and lock it. Um, and then you'd need like the police to let them back out again. Or you could just call the police from them. But yeah, there's a phone box specifically for police. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know why I didn't. Here's a co- uh, couple other cool. nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. Um, in this one, this was from, I forget which video this was from, but there was an excitement sin that included uh, the word soldering. Uh, and I pronounced it soldering. Uh, Killmonger. Uh, that was also Killmonger. And the comment is just soldering is pronounced soldering. Silent L yo, you get a sin point. Uh, never called, heard them called sin points, but fair enough. Uh, I I did some research on this and I'm going to give this a green because absolutely 100% I should have said soldering. However, Ian, maybe you can speak to this. In England, it's soldering, isn't it? This is a red for me. Absolutely right. It's soldering. Um, There is an L in there for a reason. I don't know why you people keep having to change the way we we made these words. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's one. Soldering is the correct way to pronounce it. (laughs) Lieutenant. (laughs) Lieutenant. Come on. There's no F in there. Come on. There is. It's silent until you say it. <laughs> it's invisible, um, you mean. <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah, it's just it. But that's it's not, not that's silent that's letter. That's an word. invisible that's letter. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Knight. Um No, it's soldering. It's just, I soldering sounds rude to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Sodomy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there's there's some... Soldering some someone. There, so. But yes, I, I think it is a green technically because in my culture, most people say soldering, um, and I mispronounced mm-hmm. it. Uh, right. Let's see. And then the other one I had was... Um, let's. We already talked about the relationship stuff enough. Uh, this one's from Oversoul, who's in the live chat right now, mm-hmm. and uh, had a list of things um about the npcs and having full life and so the overall uh, i'm not going to read the whole mm, thing but the overall one. thing is yes uh some games with specific examples in fact one of the specific examples i'll read take the xenomorph from alien isolation as an example it doesn't despawn when you don't see it it const- it's constantly actively looking for you throughout the map of the entire game almost like another player um, and so I think we had made a comment about uh, NPCs don't have full lives. They just show up when, you know, you need them. So I think this is a green. Obviously, this is some great examples of this. Um, although for many games, it's also, you know, a red. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I struggled with this one because it, there are example, there, there are exceptions that prove the rule. But for the most part, uh, I would probably say exclusively, it is not to this level of detail. The spirit of the sin still stands. This city exists. Would have been would have been the sin because right. there is so much detail that is unnecessary. It's it's not needed. Yeah, uh, Jonathan, did you have any other comments you wanted to, to bring I up? Did. Mine was also from Free Guy. I just thought it was funny. It was Short Hacks that I was quite disappointed to learn that I didn't get Ryan Reynolds for free. Quite possibly the biggest scam since the Never Ending Story. I Nice. That's true. It does say free guy. It's false advertising. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to uh, chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. Ian's going to kick us off this week. Um, what have you been uh, checking out? Storage I don't know. <laughs> no, you on, I could. There's another book I could recommend, but I won't. Um, I don't know whether to recommend this, but I keep thinking about it, which means it's fine. I, I think I need this to This doesn't have to it. be a recommend. Beyond the Sins does not have mm. to be a recommend. Okay, that helps. Spencer. So, um, watch this last week for the other pod that shall not be named. And it's just, it's really, Englishmen and an Irishman go to the movies <laughs> while we're getting plugs in. 
um, yeah, it stuck with me. So this won't interest. I don't even know if you can watch this if you don't know the Lady Diana, Princess Diana story. Um, and I think most of the world probably does. But yeah, it follows the. It's a fably almost fictiony adjacent um, look at a, a weekend in Diana's life towards the end of her marriage to um, Prince Charles. And I came out of it thinking this was a terrible movie. This was so bad. This is just hideously one-sided and not good. But talking about it for 45 minutes changed my perspective a bit. And I think I enjoyed it. And there are some there are some moments, especially to, there's one particular moment at the end of the film, which is done so well and it handles um it handles sexuality and it is done so well and so tastefully um that scene in particular yeah that stuck with me so i think i would recommend watching it and i think i'm gonna watch it again but i need to talk to somebody (laughs) about it again it's just one of those films you need to talk about have you seen it jonathan have you checked out spencer i haven't um i'm 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 a huge I'm a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. I'm a I don't know what are we and called? She's Case, great in it. Case, Case Stu crew, really good. yeah. Case yeah. Stu crew. Me and uh, me and Jeremy are, are in the Case Stu crew. I think. Uh, I, I don't know why I just called. It. I think Jeremy likes her. I have no idea why I said that. Um, but uh, I know I'm a fan of hers, and so I do want to check that out. I typically like bio. I don't know if this is really a standard biopic, but like it's not. that doesn't really interest me. It's so not that's at all. kind of my. It's not yeah, a biopic, and, and it's and it's unfortunately it's not. It's. I mean, it's at a theater near me, but not not as near me as not the actual enough. theaters in my town. Yeah, like I'd have to drive like forty five <laughs> sure. minutes. So I'm kind of hoping over the next couple of weeks it'll just come here, you know, and I'm, I might I might wait it out. But uh, I do want to see it. So. so much for build it and they will come. No, I know ex- I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying, Ian. Um, it is stuck with me. I definitely like it more than I did initially. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I think I have released some of my own what I wanted the movie to be, and am more embracing right. what the movie wanted itself to be. And for that, it's really kind of brilliant. It is a. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a. a a really smart allegory. Uh, you, you said fable. Fable works as well. Um, it is not a biopic in two senses. Number one, it's not a biopic in that it only covers a few days. I wouldn't call that a biopic. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Well, um, and I just learned like the other day, this is a director of... Um, Jackie. Jackie, which I mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the other reason is because it is almost completely fictional. I mean, the only things that are, are yeah. really real about it is that there are events like this and that these character, you know, these humans yeah. exist. Right. Um, and I guess there is also the reality of the emotions of it, you know, that, that you imagine that these emotions that they're experiencing, but this doesn't come from some sort of biography book that, you know, has this mm-hmm. week. This is, and because of that, it elevates things in a really interesting way that at first were off-putting to me, and I think you as well, Ian, but I think <laughs> now are so crucially intentional for what this movie is trying to do and to put us into the headspace of this real human being and, and the trauma of what she would experience. This is this is a horror movie in many ways, and um, you know, there's trauma in this, and ghosts, and you know, like just all sorts of things you just wouldn't expect in if you were expecting a biopic. And that's why I say yeah. it's, it's not a biopic; it's a it's a. Fable. I think that's hit the nail on the head. Is that I went in expecting a documentary, dramatized. 
but it's not. This is inspired by true events. It, to it's a team. not quite as distanced from reality as something like The Harder They Fall on Netflix, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, there there are actually humans that had these names, but none mm-hmm, of yeah. this is real. Like it's a little more real than that. It's a little more, mm-hmm. you know, in the real world than that. But it's it's definitely cl- like you know it heads that direction. Um, and so making peace with that uh, for Spencer is. is been part of the reason I've been enjoying it more and more. In fact, there have been several movies over the last couple of weeks that initially upon watching them, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then I just keep thinking about it. And I'm just like, man, maybe that's more than pretty good. That may be great. Yeah. Then, yeah so and this is this is one that, I need that to falls give watch that's uh, in that category really as well. Really sat with me. I will take that opportunity to say this is one of those uh, movies that on the first watch, um, which was yesterday. Uh, so I'm still in the place of, oh, this is okay. Um, we'll see if this mm-hmm. one grows on me as well. I don't think it will, but we'll see. Uh, this is Passing. I watched Passing on uh, Netflix. This is Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. Uh, and they are basically dealing with an era um, where certainly I say an era as if racism is no longer a thing. Of course, it is still <laughs> a thing. But, you know, an era where it was much more blatant and accepted in those kind of things. And where... Um, Members of the black community who could pass as white sometimes chose to pass as a white person um, because of maybe a light skin color or whatever the case may be. And it deals with that issue of what it means to be in community, what it means um, to uh, abandon community, what it means to live in a racist world where you're able to fudge your race. You know, and would you do that? So I think those are interesting questions, very and interesting themes. I don't think the movie is interestingly made. That's my problem. Now, that may seem weird considering it's a four by three aspect ratio and it's in black and white. Those are obvious artistic choices. But mm-hmm. what's interesting about both those choices is they are limiting choices, right? They are choices that that say, okay, we're taking color out of the equation and we're taking you know the expanse out of the equation. And like so much of this movie, it just feels desaturated it feels toned down it feels um you know there's not a lot of energy here not a lot of uh things that i'm grabbing onto that are compelling me it's just this story and is that story interesting actually no kind of no it's not (laughs) beyond the themes that i talked about that are interesting the actual ins and outs of the story that's being presented is kind of not um and so for me that ends up with just kind of a meh experience about something i was hoping would be more interesting and compelling because it's an exciting topic for my brain to think about. Um, mm. So it's not a recommend from me, but um, but it's it's available if you've got a Netflix subscription and maybe you've got a couple hours, and so it's not like you have to spend extra money on it. So maybe you want to check it out, but it's called Passing, is, and it's on Netflix. Is this the one Rebecca Hall directed? Correct. Her debut. I think her directorial debut. Um, so, Which that interested me, but mm-hmm. there was something about this that wasn't like catching my attention for some reason, and maybe it's maybe I'm seeing that what you saw. I don't. Yeah, know. it's hard. It's it's difficult, right? Because I do uh, I do recognize the importance and beauty of the themes, while at the same time going, is it okay that I just I found it bland? Like it it doesn't the, capture those themes in a way that is interesting to me. Um, the black and white conversation is something I've seen recently because there's a decent amount of films this year mm-hmm. that have been Belfast shot in black and white. Belfast is another one that's getting yeah. a lot of buzz. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm a huge, I, I'm a huge classic film guy, so I, I love black and white, but I do wonder sometimes when I watch a current movie, like, did it really, like, does it, like, what is, what is the reason? What's the purpose? Yeah. What like, is, Mank what's the purpose? was a great recent example of a movie that it, it's fine that they shot that in black and white, but it didn't, 
like it doesn't really do anything for the movie. You know, does that I make understand sense? I understand Mank. Know. I mean, Mank, Mank not only I shot in black why. and white, but they actually used period um, uh, audio equipment. Like everything they yeah, did yeah, yeah. for, they tried to make that movie as, as realistically as possibly that it could have been actually shot when Citizen Kane was shot. Like they used the cameras from that era. Like, you know, it was it was like a production decision. So the black and like white kind of right. went along with that. Well, then but. ignore what I said. Um, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting because like I definitely don't want to harp on it because I love black and white photography and I love black and white cinema. But sometimes I'm just kind of like, I don't I know. I had that, that feeling with what, what, what was it? Uh, Nebraska. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah. Nebraska is a good example. I was just like, why? What, what are what are you serving here? And I think it's just a visual thing for some people. They think it, you know, it looks beautiful yeah. and, and looks cool. And then some other oh, yeah. directors do it for per, like Hitchcock for Psycho. That was because the the gore and the trauma he wanted to tone that down. Um, you know, Spielberg kind of the same. He made the same choice with um, um, Schindler's List. Uh, you know, the the That's trauma was to was that. too extreme in color, and so mm-hmm. you know, and he used color interesting in that movie. So you know, I I know there there are reasons to do it, but you know, I'm oh absolutely I'm with you. no. I, yeah, I know Schindler's List had to be in black and white. Yeah. I mean, there are there are some that I totally get, but sometimes yeah. I'm just kind of like, hmm. and I just noticed that conversation uh, being thrown about because mm-hmm. there are just there's a handful I think this yeah. year that are that are in black and white. Yep. I will also talk about a movie. I highly recommend this movie. I saw it a little over a week ago, and it has not left my mind at all. And I mean, I loved it when I saw it. It wasn't one of those that had to grow on me. But it's a Wes Anderson's new film, uh, The French Dispatch. Um, one thing about this film, though, I will say. If you're not a Wes Anderson fan, or if you haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie, I would not recommend this as your first one. Um, and if you're not a Wes Anderson fan, I don't know that you're going to like this. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I <laughs> because, guess it depends on what you don't like about Wes Anderson, well, yeah, but there's, but there's is no like, movie more Wes Anderson than The French no, Dispatch. <laughs> this is this is like, I've, I've been thinking about it. Like, to me, I don't know if either of you have read Vonnegut. But uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Breakfast of Champions is is 100% my favorite Kurt Vonnegut novel. But I would never, I can't imagine somebody reading that as their first Vonnegut novel because basically it's kind of like, uh, I've heard it referred to like as his Prospero's books where it's kind of like he's taken all of his characters from previous things and he's released them into the world. That's kind of what this feels like. Like these are all like, it's an an, it's an anthology of sorts where you've got these people that are at this, that work at this, uh, that work at this, uh, newspaper, right? It's the French dispatch. And, uh, the owner has, uh, passed away or is about to pass away. And I guess he has passed away at the beginning, right? And then, uh, and then they're kind of they're just you see these different stories uh, throughout from people that are working there and stuff. So it's it's basically an anthology, but it's like all the Wes Anderson staples are there, like all these characters, even though they're not the same characters from other movies, you feel like you've seen them before. Um, but I don't know. It just as a Wes Anderson fan. I'm not saying he doesn't make bad movies. We actually talked about this a couple weeks ago. And we talked about Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think he's made some couple of terrible movies. But like when he when he's on, it's some of my it's some of the most delightful cinema that I've ever seen. And this falls for me in that category as someone. It just felt like almost like a reward for like you've enjoyed my films. Here's a nice little like here's a nice little reward movie for you. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain. But it's just the cast is great. This is probably like Timothy uh, Chalamet is so good in this movie. Yeah, and that I I don't know that I've ever really even liked him that much before. But he's so funny in this movie. Like he, it's just like the perfect like material, I guess, for him. Like his hair gives such a great performance in this movie. Like it's just it's insane. Uh. 
but yeah, no, this is just a very joyful, fun uh, uh, time at the movies. Uh, if you want to be Wes Anderson, uh, it's hard to be more <laughs> Wes Anderson. Yeah. Than by watching the French Dispatch, and I think it's doing okay. Like I think for a smaller film, like it's actually uh, doing okay at the box office. So I'm glad people are checking it out. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really curious. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of people just being overjoyed about it. So I don't, I don't know what the general consensus is. But I know I loved it. So Ian, have you seen this movie? General thoughts on Wes Anderson stuff? Um, I'm so confused by Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm, I sure. I like him. I've I've after watching Fantastic Fox um 14 times, I've now firmly landed in I like what Wes Anderson is doing. I don't like every time that he does it, but I like his style and I like what he does. I haven't seen this yet and I'm probably unless I get a chance to come and see it with you guys, um I'm probably not going to get to see it until it releases at home, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I think based on what you guys have said, I think I would like this film. Uh, I loved it, uh, like loved it, loved it. It may be my favorite Wes Anderson movie, um, but it's, it's up there. It's, it's still recency bias, you know. I, I, I know yeah, there's yeah, a little yeah. recency bias there, but you talk about, you know, everybody's in this movie. Um, I'm not kidding. Everybody is in this movie. Um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, even if just for his scene. Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> like, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, Benicio del Toro, Adrian Brody, Francis McDormand, oh, Owen Wilson, Jeffrey Wright, Saoirse Ronan. Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman, Willem Dafoe, Edward Norton, Christopher Voltz, Henry Winkler, Leah Schreiber, Bob <laughs> Balaban, Angelica Houston, Fisher Stevens, uh, Kate Winslet. Like it just, it just goes what? on. I'm telling you, it's you in it. I'm in this movie. Oh, you know what? I, now wait, hold on. I'm I missed Kate Winslet. I'm trying I'm, to even I'm reading picture. through the cla- uh, the cast list here. Um, but yeah, I can't chair. believe <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't believe I missed her. But no, but some of them are like blink and you miss them. Like Fisher Stevens and Jason Schwartzman. They don't. I mean, I think they just work in the office or something. But uh, and same with Elizabeth Moss. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I forgot about but Benicio Del Toro also is is quite I, I think him and Shalom okay. kind of steal Kate it. Winslet was cast, but she dropped out. So she is not oh, in the okay. movie. Uh, so okay. that is a well, Google mistake. That is a Google mistake. Uh, don't let that detract from the 432 yeah, other names I mentioned <laughs> before that. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I think the um, the, the um, what did you say that the, the different stories um, anthology, the, yeah, the anthological nature of it is beautiful. But it's it's it all fits together. It's not yeah, like these yeah, stories yeah. are are different. I think the the prison artist story is one of the best stories I've seen in film in year <laughs> like it's so good and funny and meaningful and hilarious like i'm in love with this movie and this is and one such a this is such w- a good use of nudity too like you know like yes it, it, I, and i don't know how to explain that you just have to watch it like it's well the, i mean it's i mean uh, artists often use nudity yeah, in true. a great way without you know um without tying it to lasciviousness or sexuality or those kind of things in um but no i i i liked this film probably close to loved it when i came out and now i'm firmly in loved it like Mm -hmm. this one is also growing on me and i want to see it again so um, because i saw this i saw this the same night with um uh last night in soho and i really really liked last night in soho as well mm -hmm. but i definitely that one hasn't stuck with me as much as uh as the french dispatch for sure so yeah it's it's great. It's absolutely great. It is so crazy how this movie really is 
this little uh, print publication from a Kansas town about what's going on in France. Like that is what this movie is. It literally just goes through this publication and shows you the stories. And to, I, I just, yeah, I'm in love with this movie and I cannot wait to see it again. So I just, I just, his, I just, I yeah, I just Wes Anderson's brain must be a really fun place. Well, to... <laughs> we we haven't even mentioned how visually creative and stunning mm-hmm. this movie is. Like you know, Wes Anderson is famous for composition, right? Like you know, like when you watch yeah. his movies, it's like they look like uh, little miniatures a lot of times, and mm-hmm. the way he he shoots them and frames them and that kind of stuff. This movie is full of freeze frame moments where everybody is actually like playing frozen frame and the way they are frozen in the frame is so perfect and beautiful. And it'll do this pan through this frozen diorama. He creates dioramas for the movie screen and it just, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Um, and I also understand that if you're not into that, this is going to feel dumb. Like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not, it's not like you're going to go to this and go, oh man, I, I was really sad when our protagonist had that tragic moment, but then they came back for like, that's not what this is about. This is uh, about, again, several little stories from a publication and how they make mm-hmm. you feel. And um, yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. I, I'm, I'm really excited about French Dispatch. One of the best of the year so far. I agree. I agree. It'll definitely be on my list. So we have French Dispatch, which is in theaters, Passing, which is on Netflix, and Spencer, which is also in theaters. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us at P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. At W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And he is at Slam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, a butt onion, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy Apple Cider Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. Gonna sit here and thing at people while they work. Channel some Danae chaotic energy. Yeah, you got some work to do on that, Ian. That is yeah. that is not nearly <laughs> not nearly Danae level level chaotic energy going. I am going to um Destination Star Trek in London. So what is what is that? It's a huge, huge Star Trek convention. Um and yeah, like the a good chunk of the Voyager cast are going. Um George Takei is gonna go. So there's just like loads of talks and there'll be stands. It's like Comic-Con, but for Star Trek. Gotcha. It's going to be fun. So it's like a, conv- so it's not, it's different than a convention, what you're going to, or is it what they're calling the conventions now? Yeah, no, it is a convention if we have the same definition of convention, but yeah, it's well, Comic-Con for Star uh, Trek. Oh, okay. But it's, but it's just Star Trek. Just Star Are Trek. Are there like yeah. multiple guests there? Yeah, there's loads. There's a okay. whole um suite of people going. So well, that's a little different because yeah. when I used to go like in the 90s in the last, I guess, huge Star Trek boom before mm. this one, uh, it used to just be like, at least in Nashville, it used to just be they would come and it'd be like one person. So like, oh, no, this is huge. So yeah, this is... I went to that one and like John Delancey was there. Mm. And then I saw I went to I went to two because I was uh, Marina Sirtis was at the other one. Yeah, she's a she's at this one as well. 
um, which would be cool. So a lot of the Discovery actors are there. Um, well, she's Sirtis. back in England, right? Like she yeah, lives she's now there living now. in England. Yeah, yeah, she was she living was in just LA, like, I think. Forget America, man. I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, she like aggressively left America. Like it was a big F you, I'm going to go home. Like it's no better over here. Um, Deanna, your, your scenes will get cut just as much as <laughs> they did. I love Star Trek. I just, you know, I haven't invested as much time in it as uh, as I could have. Like, I know if I were to do a a full watch of The Next Generation, I would have a blast. But I just, mm-hmm. like, I, like, for me, there's something so daunting about, uh, you know, going on that sort of journey into... Um, you know, mm-hmm. like no joke so though, much you, of it. Mm-hmm. you, Aaron, you would, you would dig deep space nine. I bet like, I you would. would yeah. dig I bet I would. Especially like the later seasons, because that was a super, like there was a lot of continuity there. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, did the first but, interconnected universe. It is very difficult for me to go backwards though. That is one of the, that is mm-hmm. one of the really yeah. hard things is for me to go and pick up uh, missing TV pieces of my pop culture oh, movie yeah. pieces are easier for me to pick up even though i'm investing the same amount of time it feels like a new different story you know every night so totally. like i can go back and watch something from the 60s or 70s or whatever mm-hmm. and i feel like you know i can invest that time but if i if i go back to sopranos or next generation mm-hmm. or deep space nine or whatever it is i feel like oh this is my life for the next year you know or whatever it, it will and, be yeah you know, I, I, I typically have like an older show that I'm going through. Like right now I'm going through Albert Hitchcock Presents because it's on Peacock. And what I'll typically do is watch one or two episodes a mm-hmm. day. And if I if I miss a day, you know, who cares? It's yeah. fine. But like I'll watch them at lunch. That's a pretty good like like when I'm eating lunch, like that's a good 30 minutes, you know, so I'll pick up stuff like that. I've been really uh, interested because I saw I Love Lucy is on something I have access to. And with that movie coming out, I was like, you know, I've never really watched I Love Lucy. Like I know I've seen episodes. Right. And like I know kind of the the popular stuff, but like I've never just sat down and watched the show. And I, I bet it's amazing. It's just mm-hmm. hard. It's hard for my brain yeah. when it's like, oh, you could spend a couple hours watching part of this massive thing that you may never get the into, or you could watch Beverly Hills Cop 2, which you've never seen. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I... You what? Know. Did you just compare TNG to <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 2? I am leaving. I do kind of love Beverly Hills Cop 2. I totally get why people hate it, but it's just, there's, it's like excess. I don't know. We'll talk about it. I just don't know why it. you wouldn't watch one. Like, if you want that enjoyment, just watch one again. Of what? Star Trek? No, Beverly Hills Cop. Well, he's oh, never seen Beverly Hills Cop. I haven't Cop seen 2. it. Like, that's the no, thing. No, no, like, but the, no, 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 that's fine. Like, you haven't, but if you're going to... you're saying if you were to go back, yeah, you just watch you're one. Go but back, one and two are yeah. so different. But, it yeah. just kind of depends on what you're in the mood for. Like, are yeah, you in the mood for, like, if you want some excessive 80s-ness, like, just no, like, like you could, when you watch that movie, that's the one thing you're going to notice is nobody said, no, Eddie. Like, they were just like, <laughs> you can't do that's this. brilliant. Just keep doing that. Yeah, that is that is always a recipe for excess. Um. <laughs> you kind of need a guide with TNG, though, because there's like 25 episodes a season, and you probably need 10 of them. Like, you need someone to guide you through, we can skip this episode. Yeah, but Aaron's going to... Aaron has to yeah. watch everything. I have to Got watch it, it all, yeah, and I have to watch it all in order. Like, And I'm sorry, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how not... I don't know how to make my brain okay with not doing that. It just, it, it like hurts. So you'd have to start with the original series. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, so yes well, and no. the original no. series TV... is, is outstanding. It is, no, no, no. I've watched a lot of the original series, and, uh, and that would be, 
that would be interesting he to me. He doesn't like the original series. That's interesting. But no, I with, really don't. But it's with uh, so problematic. <laughs> oh, it's problematic. But I mean, it's there's still really good storytelling in there. Though. It's problematic, but it's also progressive, right? Like for the, time. on the edge of yeah, forever. That's what's the interesting thing with the original series is it is both yeah. progressive, but also blind to. You know some things that 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 culture would oh, wake yeah. up that to. That's the normal. first mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. interracial kiss on television, right? Mm-hmm. With Shatner but and even uh, that, you heard? that. Even that's problematic because Shatner had to force himself into sure. that because that was going to yes. be Nimoy. I, I'm just, but there um, are but there Nichols. are positives. There's always positives. No, the way, and totally negative. I'm not saying it's it's and, all like, bad. There's but... a reason that you know a lot of Star Trek fans cite City on the Edge of Forever as the best episode of Star oh, Trek. I don't know that it is, but it's it's ridiculous. Like it's like Harlan yeah. Ellis and you had like these amazing writers. It's like the same thing as Twilight Zone. Like you had like these sci-fi writers like at the top of their game. Mm. Like I mean you you would never like it'd be like if Stephen King wrote for like horror series now, which you know, it would like, be like when uh, when Quentin Tarantino wrote an episode of CSI. That's what it that would it. <laughs> uh, to go back to your uh, original point, I I don't have a problem watching movies or TV shows out of chronological uh, out of chronological <laughs> order if they're not directly tied to each other. I know they're both Star Trek shows. They probably reference each other a little bit, but I doubt not, it's yeah, very it's much. Yeah, it's not too bad. So I no, would, yeah, it no. wouldn't be hard for me to, well, to start with TNG if I was mm, going to do no. that. Starting but, with TNG would be fine. I think you would have a harder time starting with Deep Space Nine or Voyager because I do think those right. are directly related because yes. that was a whole totally. period. Yes. Yeah. Now, TNG does reference the original series. Characters from the original series are on TNG. Well, and I've seen the I movies. Mean, all... Like, I've seen Generations. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. so... Exactly. So, like, if yeah. Sarek shows up or if Spock shows up, like, you know who that is. But it's rare. Yeah. But but to act like TNG is not problematic, I mean, I, I can't imagine <laughs> oh, no, something... No, 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 I'm not saying it. All right, <laughs> yeah. I may have backed myself into a corner here. I don't hate the original series. It's just not the series no, I, I would choose. I don't think you choose. hate it. I... Hey, look, the... I don't care. It's not the series I would choose to introduce somebody to Star Trek to. No, well, just like I wouldn't, just like I so wouldn't choose Enterprise. So yeah, I wouldn't even choose Deep Space Nine to introduce somebody because no. I think I think I think you almost have to have TNG in your system before you watch Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I have a tried and true. I've done this with three people, and it it has worked all three times, which means it's perfect. Um, so there's no like confirmation bias here at all. But I introduce them to Discovery first because it's the most modern one. So it kind of gets you into some of the lore and the the it's easier to you watch. You mean the one on it's... Paramount Plus? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, I watch yeah. I watch Discovery. Yeah, so that's the first one I introduce people to. Then we go to Enterprise because it's not the best series, but it's not as dated as TNG, but it still gives you a bit deeper into the lore than TNG Voyager Deep Space Nine. So I kind of like ease people in backwards, but they get enough kind of knowledge to then put up with the older stuff. Well, thank- and I can. Get- I can appreciate people not wanting to watch like 60s television series. I mean, I just enjoy them, but I mean, mm. I totally, I'm not, that's yeah, not something I would start. ever well, thank, press on anybody. Thank you for uh, joining us for the latest episode of Captain's Pod. And uh, we will, <laughs> we will begin. <laughs> you probably need to cut that out. <laughs> Wait, why would I, why would I need to cut a Captain's Pod reference out? It hasn't been announced yet. It hasn't? No. Yeah. When's it supposed to drop though? Um, the first of the, sorry, so the 20, da, 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 episode zero comes out on the 24th of this um, month. And episode one is the first. Yeah. And, and we're not, we're not talking, we're purposefully not talking talk about, about it. it. 
I suppose we can talk about it now. Let's, let's just drop it right here. Let's just yeah, let's let people it. know there's a Star Trek podcast coming. Yes, there's a Star Trek podcast coming. With <laughs> Welcome Danae. to your taste of the first of the <laughs> oh, Star yeah. Trek podcast. And you get you get Danae on a podcast again. <laughs> that's right. Yay. That sounded really miserable. It was like, yay, you get Danae on a podcast again. <laughs> no, I was like, I think that would excite people, wouldn't it? Yeah, so if you want a taste of Danae, she is returning for Captain's Pod, where we're going to talk about um season one of um picard, picard. The but we... just but just be, just be warned she will also leave that podcast <laughs> like no, no, she absolutely will yeah like, she's yes this correct. is and this is a nine episode <laughs> a temporary one. She, guest spot yes yeah she may leave immediately because we're three episodes in and she is already <laughs> yeah is enjoying elements of it i'm not gonna say she's enjoying all of it so there you go Danae and Ian uh, r- running through the uh, first season of Picard on Captain's Pod. Coming soon to are. a podcast player near you. We're dropping big news today, people. Woo! In the outtakes. <laughs> In the outtakes of Behind the Sids. Oh, sorry. Yeah, because it um, yeah, gets to say the word ass. Yeah, oh, Riker. I love yeah, that, that is kind of one of those things when they curse. You're just kind of like, you're just doing that because oh, you like, can. Like, totally. There's no like, there's, reason for you to say that. I don't an care. There's admiral but. that just Fs right to Picard's face like mm-hmm. aggressively and I think Patrick Stewart like comes out of character and he's like did you just say to me <laughs> like he, he stops being Picard for a second I was like you, well, you can't do that it's interesting it's been to renewed me for it, two seasons yeah is it it's gonna have a third gonna have it's, a third yeah they're doing it back to back it's interesting the the swearing in the in Picard in some of the new Star Trek stuff is interesting to me because in my mind in my mind canon my head canon had always mm-hmm. been that that culture had just progressed beyond transgressive words, like that it was you know we just we kind of spoke to each other in a more civil discourse or whatever. And so in my Fuck you, Aaron. In, yeah, exactly. In my in my head canon, it was that those words had like gone out of practice. Like it just no. Wasn't, you're right. Well, that's the that, accepted that thing in is, the universe. Yeah, that is a complaint that old mm-hmm. school Trek fans have. They a lot of people feel or not a lot, I don't know what a lot is, like ten people on Twitter that are crying, but <laughs> but there there yeah. is a there's definitely a faction out there of Trek fans that think that that's the problem is that they're they've gone away from like, you know, but what I the original what, what the Federation meant and all this stuff. And it's like yeah, whatever, man. I don't I mean, care what century you're in. If you stub your toe, you are yeah. going to swear. Like well, it doesn't matter if oh, we don't do that anymore. Have, Aaron, you liar! You absolutely. I think the thing do. I like most about I really Picard, though, is that it's I, I'm a, not. I'm not. I'm not trying to play a role here. I'm not like. I know. I just have never practiced those words, so they just mm-hmm. don't like. They don't yeah, come to I guess me. That's just learn. The word isn't it? "ouch" comes turkey to me. poo. Uh-huh. Like if I stub my toe, I will. E- I will either say "ouch" or I will go <laughs> like that. No, I believe like, it. If oh, you, you never say them, why would they come to you? Yeah. Your Son of a Romulan. Them, so yeah. so if if like it's just like saying you know. um if if there was a word that was a swear word that you'd never heard of, well, you're not going to say mm-hmm. it when you you know stub your toe because it's not you something in, in your that's, head. Yeah, that's that's so probably a valid point. It's just what you live yeah. with and what you practice, right? Like yeah. so, um, so yes, th- there there is something nice about having exclamatory words. Just for mm-hmm. me, it is I you know it's always been my practice just to say what I'm actually thinking or feeling, like my toe hurts mm-hmm. or. That was painful. Uh, so I love so, the yeah. idea of how civil that is. You just <laughs> kick the edge of the corner and go, "Ouch, that rather hurts." It doesn't sound quite like that, but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds American, but <laughs> yeah. you don't put on an English accent whenever you like stub your toe.
I remember watching Logan the first time, and that's like your first R-rated X-Men movie, mm-hmm. and it felt yeah. like every other word was yeah, an they F-bomb. Yeah, really trying to take advantage just, of it, yeah. It There's just felt kind felt of like, I, not that I don't believe that Logan would talk like that. Absolutely. Of, of all the would. characters, yeah. I think Logan would drop some F-bombs. But it, but it wasn't even him. It was everybody. Yeah. Like, I think even like Patrick Stewart was saying it. I mean, it was just. You know, he does. It yeah, felt because, a little. Yeah. I'm not a prude or anything. I don't care what you say, obviously. <laughs> but like, it is weird when you're used to a property that never does that. Mm-hmm. Well, it and feels, then it, when it they just, do it, it stands out. it's a yeah. lot. Well, it feels, it, it feels like. Uh, it feels forced. It it feels purposefully over the top in a way that like the guardrails are off. It's like Mm X-Men has gone off to college. The parents aren't watching over anymore. And you know, now they're going to binge drink and you know, do whatever. Yeah, Like Patrick Stewart's doing blow off like a stripper's (laughs) butt or something. You know, I mean like that, that might've that. I wish they had done that actually. That would have been fun, but um. (laughs) the Wolverine of wall street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. 100%. Very nice. I I am not kidding when I say I could listen to you guys talk about Star Trek forever. It's really fun for me. Like, I, I love <laughs> sorry, people. No, 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 no. I, I'm not kidding. But we do need to get started. I did have, yes, one, other, I did have one other point I wanted to make before we, we hit go about no, why, it's it's, too late. why it's hard to go back and watch stuff. Uh-huh. Sometimes I also feel like I don't have anything to add to the discourse. Like, that discourse about those things is so deep and nuanced and so many people have said so many things about those kind of things that a lot of times with what I do I feel part of the purpose is being involved in the discourse which is why I lean towards new stuff right because Mm -hmm. then there's an immediate discourse that happens on it and for me that's part of the fun part is being involved in the discourse if I go back and I Mm. watch TNG I can talk to you about it, Ian, and that's fun or whatever, but I'm not mm. saying anything you probably haven't heard before. You know what I mean? I like also, it's Yeah, but I just I don't care. I just love talking about it. Like sure. the same thing sure. could be said I don't about want stuff I don't want stuff to be forgotten though. That's that's, that's the only true. thing with me. That's sure. kind of why I yeah. try to latch on to older stuff. And I, not that TNG's forgotten, but like I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I mean, with social media, a lot of stuff comes back, which is really cool because I remember telling people how much I love Columbo and people be like, like 20 years ago, people like, what is that? You know? Mm -hmm. And this is like when it was still, they were still making like TV movies and stuff. But now like you have like Columbo podcast and you have like, you know, people on Twitter Mm -hmm. that are doing Columbo. I mean, so it's like, I think everything kind of gets to live nowadays. And like me talking to Jonathan about Star Trek is no different to like you starting for the first time. Like there's nothing new that me and Jonathan talking about. Mm -hmm. It's just fun talking about it with somebody that I haven't, talked to about it with (laughs) i am a writer i think for our purposes what we're starting to realize and we want to do our best balance of fun new stuff because it'll be fun and new to do for our hardcore fans and you know whether it be visions or ted lasso or discovery you know that don't do well with numbers but we also of course we have to look at the numbers of course we have to go what does our you know, what breaks through like the cultural awareness in a way that works. And I think what what we're learning is the YouTube audience is a very specific audience. Like the YouTube, mm-hmm. what's going to really impact on YouTube is fairly niche, right? Like there's, you know, uh, Rick and Morty, things that are a little irreverent. Uh, are, you know, mm-hmm. the YouTube fans seem to love that irreverent stuff. Like Rick and Morty family guys do well. Simpsons do well. All those are animated, irreverent shows. 
Um, and it and matches then, us being irreverent as well. It fits exactly. In that's the exactly theme. right. We're learning like there are these fan like there's a, a nice Venn diagram of you know mm-hmm. YouTube fan base for that kind of stuff, and then as well as the big Marvel stuff and. Like that always does well. Um, Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff doesn't always do well, which is interesting. It's only like the big, you know, canonical Mandalorian stuff that that has worked uh, in Star Wars. But like everything Marvel has done well, we haven't done any of yep. the the all of the Marvel shows have done done well on the channel. So um, so yeah, learning that stuff is is interesting, you know, because mm-hmm. I listen. I I didn't think Ted Lasso would be like a major hit for us. But I didn't think it would get that low of views. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's in the it's public consciousness. Sad. It's just mm-hmm. maybe not as many people are watching it, and specifically, maybe not as many people who love to search YouTube for funny videos are watching it. You know? Yeah, that's so, the thing. I always wonder, like, what's a hit show on some of these streaming services? Like, what that constitutes? Like, Apple can say more people watch Ted Lasso than any of our other shows, but what does that mean? Right? Like, mm-hmm. Does that you know? Right. Like, is that two million? Is that ten million? Is it thirty? You know? I mean, but it might also just be the thing that you don't people aren't hungry to pick apart and find everything wrong with because it's pretty heartwarming and you feel a bit dirty when you sin it. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is such a good show. We just recently had the Yellowstone conversation, right? Yellowstone yeah, yeah. is huge. Mm. There are a ton of people watching that show. I kind of, and you know, there's data to back this up, but I kind of feel like that would probably tank if we did the pilot of Yellowstone. I like I, yeah, you know, I, I just so. don't know that many people would find it on YouTube on a funny you know, crass YouTube channel. Like it's just, it mm, feels yeah. like a, a different audience. So crass indeed, sir. <laughs> we are writing Shakespeare. I watched the pilot like a year ago or so and I enjoyed it. And then just for whatever reason, I just didn't keep watching it. My wife did though. And she, I mean, she's obsessed. Like she watched it live mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with commercials. People are obsessed on, with this show. So, people love I, Yellowstone. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think people in our, in our, in our, in our office mm-hmm. are really into it. Yes. Uh, in our office. Yes, I was gonna whatever say, you want to call what, it. In our, in our, we were just having that office. conversation at the water cooler. Our company. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 